0: Good morning. Show. And a
1: way to start your day.
2: It is Thursday, the 10th of August, the Feast of St. Lawrence. Let's pray together in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray for our deacons. Lord, you call deacons to be servants of your word and your table, inspiring them a deep love for prayer, for preaching, and for the poor. You took your place among those caught by sorrow and distress. Fill all deacons with compassion for the sick and the suffering. You are the courage of martyrs. Protect those whose ministry takes them into dark and dangerous places. O Lord, the fire of your love filled the martyr St. Lawrence, with the courage to defy the fear of death for the sake of the gospel. Grant all your people the grace to love as he loved, to live as he lived, and to die in the faith for which he died. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Lawrence, pray for us. It is the Sunrise Morning Show. Thank you for being along here. On a Thursday morning, I'm Matt Swaim. Anna Mitchell has news. Paul Lachman is at the controls. And Father Robert Nixon will be on the line here in a little bit to talk about the sunflower as one of the many flowers that are reflective of the virtues of Mary. We've been going through St. Ildefonsus of Toledo's Crown of the Virgin. And the sunflower is our latest stop in that discussion. Michelle Sagarina will tell you about an extraordinary way that you can uh, make... Your little gift go a long way with cross Catholic outreach in terms of feeding the hungry, uh, which is a great topic for today because that's what Saint Lawrence was all about. And we're going to talk more about how he was about that with Monsignor Charles Pope. Uh, also, pastoral counselor Kevin Prendergast will give us a Catholic perspective on cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy. You try and say that this early in the morning. Well, we got through it. Two minutes passed. Here's Anna Mitchell with news.
3: Good morning. The wildfires in Hawaii have now killed at least 36 people. Officials in Maui said today that the deaths were discovered, quote, amid the active Lahaina fire. The wind-whipped wildfires have forced hundreds of people to evacuate, overwhelmed hospitals, and drove some people into the ocean to escape the flames. Entire blocks of homes and businesses in the historic town went up in smoke, where fires fueled by wind from a passing hurricane were concentrated. The popular tourist spot turned into a raging inferno in just hours. Pope Francis has offered prayers for the people affected by natural disasters in Slovenia and Georgia, where floods and mudslides have caused death and destruction. From Vatican Radio, Christopher Wells reports.
4: Pope Francis recalled that in recent days, dramatic natural phenomena have occurred in Slovenia and
5: Georgia, causing death and material destruction. He said he is praying for victims.
4: I pray for the victims and express my spiritual closeness to their families, he said, and to all those suffering from these disasters. The Pope thanked those who were offering them assistance, especially volunteers. Over the weekend, Slovenia was struck by record-breaking rainfall. The flooding, which has affected two-thirds of the small European nation, reportedly killed at least six people and left hundreds homeless. Meanwhile, in Georgia last Thursday, a massive landslide hit a resort area in the country's Shovi Mountains, about 140 kilometers northwest of Tbilisi, killing at least 19 people. The Pope also turned his attention once again to Ukraine and to the ongoing suffering in the war-torn country. Recalling that on August 9th, the church celebrates the feast day of St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross, a martyr and co-patroness of Europe, the Holy Father prayed that her witness might stimulate commitment to dialogue and fraternity among peoples and against all forms of violence and discrimination. He entrusted the dear Ukrainian people to her intercession with the prayer that they may
5: soon find peace again. affidiamo la cara popolazione ucraina The Holy Father concluded by imparting upon all of them
4: his blessing. I'm Christopher Wells.
3: U.S. bishops have criticized new proposed regulations from the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission that would use the Pregnant Workers' Fairness Act to advance abortion. Bishop Michael Burbage released a statement this week saying this is wrong and contrary to the purpose of the act, which is to help make it possible for working mothers to remain gainfully employed if desired while protecting their health and that of their pre-born children. He said the bishops supported this act and said the act is pro-worker, pro-family and pro-life. It is a distortion to use this law as a means for advancing abortion and the complete opposite of needed assistance for pregnant mothers. A Utah man wanted for allegedly making threats against President Biden and Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is dead. Officials say Craig Delu Robertson was fatally shot by FD, FBI agents at his Provo home yesterday, and a neighbor heard the commotion. Robertson was shot while agents were attempting to serve arrest and search warrants. Authorities say Robertson threats against Bragg included That he was going to New York, quote, to put a nice hole in his forehead. No FBI agents were injured in the altercation. Unsealed court documents show special counsel Jack Smith obtained a search warrant for Donald Trump's Twitter account in the 2020 election case. More from Mark Mayfield.
6: The filing shows Twitter was prohibited from telling Trump about the warrant, as prosecutors believe doing so could jeopardize the ongoing investigation. Twitter was also fined $350,000 for its delay in handing over the records. Trump was facing felony charges for his alleged effort to illegally overturn the 2020 election. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: And religious liberty training for three Southwest Airline attorneys is part of a Dallas judge's order related to a flight attendant who said she was fired for her pro-life views. U.S. District Judge Brantley Starr ordered the attorneys to undergo eight hours of training from the Alliance Defending Freedom. Starr referred to the ADF as a conservative Christian legal advocacy group that is particularly well-suited to provide such training. Southwest has said it will appeal the ruling, which also includes paying the plaintiff's legal fees. I find this so interesting, Matt. Religious liberty training. I, You know, honestly... I mean, this might have been, who knows? I mean, it it could have been some co- some sort of you know stunt by the judge, but actually, it could have been religious liberty training is probably a good idea.
2: Well, you know, so here's here's where the uh, the nuances of my see Anna Mitchell. I never fall into the, uh, the 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 dichotomous categories on these kinds of questions. Right. 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 Because forced sensitivity training of any kind makes me kind of, like, shudder a little Bristle.
3: bit. Yeah, yeah. I totally Even if it's it.
2: training people in a in mm-hmm. a thing that might, uh, might advocate for my cause. I mean, the best thing I can say if you want, like, religious liberty training is just listen to the Sunrise Morning Show.
3: And, I know, uh, right?
2: And learn that we are, like, kind of normal or trying to be and trying to go out in the world and live our lives. Yeah. I feel like people might be more receptive to that approach than being, like, than being... sit down in a chair
3: and undergo.
1: And this learn
2: training. to like these people you can't stand and don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. That's I mean-
3: such an interesting commentary, actually. I really like that, man.
2: You know me. I, I want to work in service of the truth, and I, I don't know what the most effective way to right. do Right. I is, mean, it, like, honestly— As long honestly, as we get the truth out there.
3: It reminds me of—I mean, we don't have time to get into it. Maybe we can talk about it some other time. But it reminds me of when I had, in fifth grade, had this mortal enemy that the teacher made us sit together. We and had say
2: something nice about each well, other? Well, no.
3: Like, we had an entire quarter of school where we—she— like you know how they put desks together, and most of the desk it was mm-hmm. mostly like four or five students together. It was just our two desks right in front of her desk, and then you know what happened? We became War. best friends.
2: Oh, best friends! Oh wow! So you, it did work for you. We forced were forced. Sensitivity training. Well,
3: no, we were forced to, to deal with each other. Yeah, I think like
2: puncture and hippolytus in the minds. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, exactly like that.
3: Today is Thursday, (laughs) August the 10th. It is the Feast of St. Lawrence. Pray for us. Good day to have a grill out. We'll talk more about that later. Father Robert Nixon is back with us now on the Sunrise Morning Show. He's a Benedictine monk at New Norcia in Australia, translator of the Tan Resurrection Series. We're going through his book, Crown of the Virgin by St. Ildefonsus of Toledo father welcome back
7: thank you very much Eddie good morning it's great to be with you
3: it is great to have you and today we are reflecting on the sunflower which st. Ildefonsus puts in the 20th place in the crown of the Virgin and this father I think might be my favorite description of the Blessed Mother so far can you tell us why he chose the sunflower
7: Absolutely. So, uh, Annie, I agree with you. This is one of my very favourite chapters as well. He chooses the sunflower um, because, firstly, he compares the appearance of the Blessed Virgin to the sunflower with its, you know, it's a very fairly common flower and simple flower, but if you think about it, it's of a a marvellously beautiful and striking appearance, and he talks about the way in which she illuminates, brings joy, to everyone who looks upon her. He talks also about this characteristic of the sunflower from which it gets its name of the fact that it um, rejoices in the splendor, in the sight of the sun, which of course is so true for Mary. She rejoices in the sight of the sun, which is God and was her son. So it's a very beautiful chapter. And he describes uh, this at the beginning Like the sun arising upon the world from the realms above, thus does your visage, O Virgin Mary, shine upon the entire celestial palace of the heavens. And this beautiful face so captivated the King of kings and Lord of lords that he accepted the woes of our mortality and bestowed upon us the riches of his divinity. And thus you are rightly proclaimed to be the cause of our gaining all God's blessings not only life that lasts forever, but life that is filled with joy, virtue, and sanctity.
3: That is such an incredible thought, Father. I mean, this was something, it really struck me. I I remember reading something like this in St. Louis de Montfort, I forget where, but um, where he was reflecting on the Blessed Virgin as the spouse of the Holy Spirit, and just how beautiful and captivating she was to god yeah. i mean that it, i mean in, it's just a beautiful in, thought
7: in, in, indeed this this is one of the the very beautiful images we receive of of the heart of god being so captured by the beauty and the goodness of the blessed virgin mary that he was he was drawn to humanity he was drawn to the incarnation and of course in a way this is a metaphor because um His love for the blessed Virgin, of course, reflected his his compassion for the entire race, yes. but to think about her as being the focal point of that, the kind of spousal relationship which he has of all human beings only with her, and I think we can we can read the Song of Songs in the light of the relationship between God and the blessed virgin mary it's it's a It's one of the most um fascinating and illuminating ways to think about her. And to think about her as being um the the beauty which drew god to earth in the form of his incarnate son
8: wow wow wow
3: now when you think about the sunflower one of the most striking features of it is the fact that it does literally follow the sun through the sky um throughout the day and I thought that this was a beautiful comparison that he made to the Blessed Mother with that in mind.
7: Yes, indeed. Um, He says it's known as the sunflower, and its name in Latin is the heliotrope, which is also an English name for it, but not very common. I had to look that one up. Because it seeks ardently and follows faithfully the sun. When the sun shines upon it, it rejoices in splendor. Yet when the sun disappears, it withdraws itself sadly. To this sunflower, O Mary, I compare you. And he says, When the Son of Justice, our Lord and Saviour, entered your womb in mortal flesh, how greatly you rejoiced. Your soul magnified the Lord in an embrace of ecstatic love. Yet when the Son, your Son, was handed over to torture and death, to the cross and the tomb, then you withdrew, tearful and dolorous pierced by the bitterest so, sorrow of desolation. So I think this is a wonderful image to think that, that Mary receives her joy um, through the constant following of the Son. So this is, yeah, I think a, a, such a beautiful thing and something which we can also all try to emulate in our own way, the the turning of our attention always to, uh, to God, our Saviour.
3: Absolutely. We've been talking to Father Robert Nixon, and you can find Crown of the Virgin by St. Ildefonsus of Toledo, linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Father, really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
7: Thank you. God bless.
3: You too, Father. Thank you. All right, it's a quarter past now on the Sunrise Morning Show. We're back with headlines right after this.
0: Support is from Solidarity HealthShare.
9: Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything?
10: Join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based healthcare-sharing community. Prices start as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-334-3245. That's 844-334-3245. Solidarity HealthShare. 844-334-3245.
2: Do you use a single-brew coffee maker at your home or in your workplace? The Carmelite Monks of Wyoming have single-use coffee pods especially for you. Go to the Mystic Monk
3: Coffee site through our site, sunrisemorningshow.com, to browse the monk shot options. When you check out, we'll earn a commission.
2: And why not brew it straight into a Sunrise Morning Show mug or travel mug? You can find those in our online store.
3: Buy a mug and link for some monk shots for your Keurig at sonrisemorningshow.com. EWTN, communicating the faith.
11: I had to go through fear and thank God that I overcame the fear and I just left it up to God and now there's no more fear. There's just acceptance and I'm just learning to listen. If you want to be closer to God, you just need to keep following his rules and your application, your radio station has helped me to always be positive and continue to listen to the rules and obey.
12: EWTN, live truth, live Catholic.
3: 17 past now on the Sunrise Morning Show. Let's take a look at headlines. The wildfires in Hawaii in the Maui area have now killed at least 36 people. Pope Francis resumed his general audience yesterday. It had been suspended through the month of July. He used the time to reflect on his World Youth Day experience in Portugal. And the Holy Father also offered prayers for people affected by natural disasters in Slovenia and Georgia. Next newscast coming up in about 12 minutes at the bottom of the hour as the Sunrise Morning Show continues here on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. So today, the Feast of St. Lawrence, an early martyr of the church. He was, uh, one of the, one of the archdeacons of Rome, which was a really, really important, um, office to have in the early church in the time of persecution. Of course, um, Matt, the, the Pope would obviously have this major target on his back. And so he had these Seven deacons in Rome, and and Lawrence being one of them, who went out and did the apostolic work of the Pope, who would very easily be noticed and and probably martyred on the spot. Um, and so Lawrence being being one of those those great figures and uh, very much revered in Rome to this day.
2: Yes, yeah, San Lorenzo, um, of course. Uh, the there are like a million so
3: churches for him in Rome. Maybe not. I wanted a million, to go
2: but... through uh, Anna Mitchell. Uh, yeah, very often we talk about the the areas in which the uh, the saints of the day are patrons. Mm-hmm. You know, there. I don't. Know, I don't know of any United States dice. Oh, I take that back. I take that back. Uh, Amarillo, Texas. Good nice. Morning to you has him on the list. That's but, um, awesome. But as I'm looking at the list of Italian dioceses, there's got to be like three dozen dioceses in in Italy (laughs) that are under the patronage of St. Lawrence.
3: No doubt. Of course, he was um, martyred by being grilled alive, and so that makes him the uh, patron saint of barbecuers. Well,
2: you know what? I always say, Anna Mitchell. What's that? Because there's a debate over when to take down your Christmas tree. Some people say, you know, after Epiphany, some say at the presentation, or, you know, one of those times is when I right, right, right. Anna Mitchell leaves up her Christmas tree till the feast of St. Lawrence and then burns it in a barbecue.
3: You're so right.
2: That's how we do it around here.
3: Yep, it's totally true.
2: Totally. St. Lawrence, pray for us. It's 21 minutes past the hour. In this crazy world,
13: where can Catholics go with their hard-earned money and not support businesses that go against our faith? Check out the Angels List on sacredheartradio.com. It's a list of businesses owned and operated by our Catholic brothers and sisters who underwrite Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. And if you'd like to get your business on the Angels List, email me, Leah, at sacredheartradio.com. That's Leah at SacredHeartRadio.com.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Hoting Realtors. Equipped with the latest technology and market knowledge, Hoting Realtors can make the buying and selling process easier. 513-451-4800 and hoting.com.
13: Why wait in endless lines at the pharmacy when Brozart Pharmacy, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, can fill your prescriptions in a timely manner with high quality. Brozart Pharmacy, fast, friendly service without the wait at BrosartPharmacy.com.
12: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Delhi and Harrison Pet Centers with everything your pet needs from guppies to puppies. Offering curbside pickup in-store and online shopping at PetCenter.com. That's com. Wimberg Landscaping, a proud supporter
0: of Sacred Heart Radio, has been beautifying properties for over 40 years. Wimberg offers professional one-stop landscaping services from initial design and installation of all plant materials and hardscapes to ongoing maintenance, including lawn service, leaf, and snow removal. Wimberg Landscaping. 513 271 2332 or on the web at WimbergLandscaping.com. That's WimbergLandscaping.com. Longtime underwriter and proud
13: supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, Cincinnati Right to Life ensures that God given human rights are guaranteed for all simply by being human, regardless of age or stage, ability or disability. CincinnatiRightToLife.org.
2: Catholic outreach, and they've got a fight world hunger campaign. Michelle, good morning.
14: Good morning, Matt. Thank you for having me on your program to share about Cross Catholic Outreach and our campaign to fight world hunger. Appreciate that.
2: Cross Catholic Outreach has such a great uh, ministry, and there's so many great layers to what it is that you do. Tell us about this fighting world hunger program um, that is is really practical. And I'm I'm just shocked at the bang for the buck that you're able to get.
14: Oh, for sure. For sure, Matt. As you know, from being um, together in the past, Cross Catholic Outreach, we support priests, nuns, bishops in the field all around the world, currently in 36 countries. And those missionaries, they help build schools, houses, water. But today we really feel our most urgent need is for food. Um, Last year, we shipped over 26 million meals to 18 partners in 10 countries, and the need is, is really even greater now. So this summer, we're really reaching out to Call Catholics to help provide close to 6 million meals to children and families in the Dominican Republic. Um, very efficient. It would be only about 15 cents per meal. Can you imagine that?
2: Uh, it's wild, uh, especially given how far inflation has gone. You know how much? Uh, I mean, you you can't even get like a half a egg right now for fifteen cents. Uh, so I mean, it's just incredible the bang for the buck. I mean, how are you able to do this?
14: You're right. Food prices. Look at here. It's gone up what eleven percent, twelve percent, and when you hit the grocery store, eggs certainly are high. But because of our model. Of supporting missionaries in the field. And because of our ability to ship efficiently to long term Catholic partners, we're able to get uh, what we call Vita food. Vita food is a meal with rice or potato or a lentil base, but it also has a protein, usually soy or beans and vitamins. And that is actually shipped to our partners, and it really helps to abate. Uh, food insecurity, mal- malnutrition, it's much more than just food. It's really to help take a child, an adult, from malnutrition to a healthier state. So that provides great efficiency when you're able to ship that in and get it into Catholic partners that you know is going that are going to come alongside uh, these families, these programs with the material, the food. But also the spiritual, that is so important to us
2: in our faith. Well, I'm looking and trying to figure out some of the math on this, Uh, (laughs) you know, just for for comparison's sake. So $1,500 is one of the donation levels that you can give at. Now, Mm $1,500 for a lot of our uh, listeners who have a few kids in the house or more than a few, that's like three trips to Costco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or it's 10,000 10, meals through the Fight World Hunger Program. That's insane to me.
14: It is insane. And just to to kind of emphasize the value of food, recently I was in the field and talking to students. A lot of times meals go through our school programs, right? The partners support schools and the children receive meals. And it happened to be a Monday morning and this little girl looks so sad Matt. and I asked the principal oh my gosh what's wrong with her why is she so sad and he went and asked her which I didn't really want but the response was well last meal that I had was Friday at school Fridays are really not good days for their family because Saturday and Sundays the parents know it's harder to get food so You know, this is a critical outreach to support these missionaries to provide the food. We turned around and gave more food to those children on Fridays to take home, you know, really listening to what the need is. So it's it's a large need all across the world, and it's just been accelerated since COVID. Um, And uh, really with the war in Ukraine, you know, a lot of grains aren't getting into us as well as as these developing countries. So it's, it's, a, it's a great need that I'm hoping our, your listeners and Catholics will rally around.
2: Well, crosscatholic.org slash feeding is the quick link to get there and find some of the details and the stats and, and some of the things that you're doing. Again, that's crosscatholic.org slash feeding. You know, and I think, too, Michelle, one of the practical aspects of this is that, you know, so often we feel really helpless You know, we see all the horrible Mm -hmm. things going on in the world and all the frustrating battles going on in the culture, and we think, well, what difference can I make? Do I go out there and make some argument for the faith? Do I go out there and, you know, give to some organization and and make them do the work for me? And, and, you know, will I ever see the fruits or the results? And Mm -hmm. just think about the associations you're building with providing a meal in the context of the church or in the context of a school that is often – you know, run by missionaries or religious, that kid is being fed with a corporal work of mercy and being surrounded by spiritual works of mercy when they show up for the meal. I mean, the, the impact of that would be impossible to measure.
14: It is impossible to measure. I believe that a relationship is the key to our faith, right? Our relationship to God through Jesus, Our relationship with these partners in the long term, it really allows supporters to give those funds and to know they're getting in the right hands. We've worked with these partners for years, Fundicep, run by Bishop in um, Dominican Republic, Good Samaritan Hospital, a hospital that's providing medical supplies throughout Dominican Republic. All of these partners we know, we trust. And we know how they're going to provide the food. And when a donor does decide to join this cause, they'll be updated. So they'll know where their funds are going to.
2: Well, thanks so much, Michelle Sagarino from Cross Catholic Outreach. You can find a link to give to this effort at at, uh, sunrisemorningshow.com. Again, don't forget, St. Lawrence himself said the poor were the treasures of the church half past the hour. Here's Anna with news.
3: Good morning. At least 36 people are dead as a massive wildfire burns out of control on Hawaii's Maui Island. Lieutenant Governor Sylvia Luke said yesterday hurricane force winds in the region and drought conditions have fueled this fire. It's devastated the tourist town of Lahaina on the northwestern tip of Maui. The Coast Guard says it's rescued at least a dozen people in Lahaina. Officials say they are optimistic that the blaze will eventually be under control. Pope Francis has offered prayers for those affected by natural disasters in Slovenia and Georgia, where floods and mudslides have caused death and destruction. He did so at his general audience yesterday, which resumed after a July hiatus. He also prayed for Ukraine through the intercession of St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross, co-patron of Europe on her feast day, praying that they may soon find peace again. During his catechesis, the Holy Father reflected on his experience in World Youth Day. He said it was a gift of God felt by all. Federal officials say a Utah man was shot and killed during an FBI raid related to threats against President Biden. Mark Mayfield reports.
6: The FBI says the shooting happened as special agents trying to serve arrest and search warrants at a Provo residence. On Monday, the man allegedly made a threatening post about Biden's visit to Utah this week. Biden is scheduled to travel to Utah Thursday as part of a tour of western states. The man also allegedly threatened, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: Nearly 100 people in the U.S. and Australia have been arrested on child sexual abuse charges in a global investigation that began after two FBI agents were killed two years ago. The the Australian Federal Police announced this week that 19 men have been arrested on charges of sharing child sexual abuse material online, and at least 13 children were rescued in a joint operation with the FBI. The arrests brought the total to 98, including at least 79 by the FBI since 2021. Ethiopian bishops are appealing for a peaceful solution in a new conflict looming in a a region in the country's north. From Vatican Radio, Lisa Zingarini reports.
15: Fighting broke out across Ethiopia's second most populous region earlier last week between the Fano militiamen and federal troops, prompting Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed to declare the state of emergency. During the two-year civil war in neighboring Tigray, Fano militias and the Ethiopian army were allies. However, their relations have deteriorated, in part over recent efforts by federal authorities to weaken regional paramilitary groups in a message released this week on the occasion of the annual fifteen-day fast for the assumption of mary the catholic bishop's conference of ethiopia urged both parties to stop the fighting and find a peaceful solution to their differences through dialogue We believe that the political will of the government is very important for the dialogue to take place, the bishop said. At the same time, the bishops invited all people of faith and of goodwill to pray for justice and peace to prevail in Ethiopia. The civil war in Tigray broke out in November 2020 after months of rising tensions between the federal government and rebels of the Tigray People's Liberation Front, killing over 3,000 civilians and displacing 10 of thousands. Both sides have been blamed for repeated war crimes, mass killings of civilians and other atrocities. The conflict has left the Tigray region in dire need of human aid, which has been slow to arrive due to ongoing insecurity. I am Lisa Zengarini.
3: PPI medications are being linked to a greater risk of dementia for those taking them over the course of several years. Brian Shook reports.
16: That's according to research published in the journal Neurology. PPI medications are proton pump inhibitors which millions of Americans take to treat heartburn and acid reflux. They've been linked already in the past to a higher risk of kidney failure, stroke, and early death. I'm Brian Shook.
3: An unsealed court documents show that special counsel Jack Smith obtained a search warrant for Donald Trump's Twitter account In the 2020 election case. That's the news. It's 35 past
1: the hour.
13: Put your money where your heart is. Do business with someone who shares your faith and values from Sacred Heart Radio's Angels List of Underwriters. And don't forget to tell them where you found out about them. Go to sacredheartradio.com and click Angels List. This is Chris Knockelman, owner of Schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating and Air.
17: Our family has been a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio for more than a decade, and we encourage
13: other businesses to do the same. Find us at skpha.com,
16: skpha.com.
13: Support for Sacred Art Radio is from Stegman Landscape. Serving the Tri-State since 1979, Stegman Landscape can create a picture-perfect landscape all year long. From design, installation, and maintenance to retaining walls, patios, and outdoor fireplaces to enjoy any season, Stegman Landscape can do it all. Stegman Landscape, making the world more beautiful one yard at a time. 859-781-1562 and online at
3: stegmanlandscape.com. It's 24 minutes before the hour on this Feast of St. Lawrence, Thursday, August the 10th. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller-Nachemann Plumbing, Heating and Air, online at skpha.com. going to be a fairly nice day today, it looks like. Right now, temperatures in the mid to upper 60s as you're heading out the door. For Cincinnati, it'll be a cloudy morning, then partly cloudy this afternoon with a high of 82 degrees. A few clouds tonight with an overnight low of 67, partly cloudy and a little warmer tomorrow with a high of 87 degrees. For the Miami Valley-Dayton area, cloudy early, then partly cloudy this afternoon, a high of 82. Partly cloudy with a spotty shower or storm tonight and an overnight low of 62. Partly cloudy with a spotty shower or storm possible tomorrow and a high near 87. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
2: up with Monsignor Charles Pope. You can find his blog through the Archdiocese of Washington. MonsignorPope.com is a great site for all kinds of reflections on the readings, the liturgical calendar, and a whole lot more. Monsignor Pope, good morning. Well, good morning. One of my favorite feasts in the month of August is that of St. Lawrence of Rome, and a lot of people know him as the (laughs) guy who was grilled to death and who said, turn me over, I'm done on this side. I think we don't give enough attention to... What got him there in the first place was essentially making the authorities mad for giving them a lesson in spiritual economics.
18: Yeah, yeah there, you know, as the, um, the story goes, he was asked to be um, confronted by the uh, prefect of Rome. And uh, he, he, the prefect thought, well, this, this group has to have a great fortune hidden away somewhere. So he ordered Lawrence to, to bring this, this, this wealth to, to his hand laid at his feet. Um, and Lawrence said, okay, I'll give me three days. I'll round it all up. So uh, when, when the prefect arrived uh, to, for, the, for the handover of all the church's treasures, um, um, Lawrence presented the the, the the poor, the sick, and the, <laughs> the suffering. And he brought them and says, here's the church's greatest treasure. And so that was the uh, thing that got him. Kind of, shall we say, the prefect was not pleased, <laughs> and uh, he he condemned him to a cruel death, as, as you just mentioned, to be grilled or well, uh, put on an iron grill.
2: Well, Lawrence is a lesson that you know we can sort of laugh, and and uh, you know it, to me it's 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 you know kind of a moment of pride to be like, yeah, this is the treasure of the church. Uh, You know, and to to rally behind a guy like Saint Lawrence and some other great saints over the years who have thrown everything of this world out to go and you know basically live for the treasure of the of the church, the poor, the sick, so that they might have treasure in Mm -hmm. heaven. But then when it comes to the live reality of that with you and me and regular old life, Monsignor Pope, that's a little bit harder (laughs) for us to kind of get excited about.
18: It it is. I mean, these are the kinds of things that. um uh, they, they, they they sound good in the abstract, <laughs> like, like the, cross, the cross. Oh, yeah, so it lived higher, the cross. Uh, but, uh, but when the cross comes in for a landing, well, I'm not so happy now. Um, or the real cross, not just some abstract idea. And so, yeah, and, you know, we struggle with this even in this neighborhood where I live, you know, that uh, the, a lot of the neighbors will put out, you know, uh, all are welcome here kind of stuff, but all of a sudden if we're trying to put up some uh, public housing, <laughs> now, oh, this is an appropriate place for <laughs> Uh And so we, we, we all struggle with this sort of nimby, you know, not-in-my-backyard kind of approach to things. And so absolutely it's uh, – we can salute Lawrence from afar, but my gosh, you know, um, the question is um, are we really willing to live what he said?
2: Well, I think uh, every political persuasion has some kind of reality check some kind of gut check to do on this because, you know, I'm uh, I'm not far from you up the road in uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, one of the most progressive places in the United States of America, but yeah. it's also very carefully structured that, uh, you know, only a certain mm-hmm. kind of person of a certain kind of. You know mm-hmm. persuasion income level could ever even afford to live in most of the places around here. I mean that's kind of the mm-hmm. way that it's sort of built like as a bubble and and that we do try and build those bubbles and even you know with people uh those of us who who may support you know uh life and marriage and and all those things that we know that uh the church teaches we have to uphold, that's all good and well <laughs> until somebody needs help with their marriage <laughs> or somebody needs help with yeah. their kids, right,
18: yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. I always have to remind the couples I'm preparing for marriage. I say, look, uh, I have a big family. It's a great. I said, but that's easy for me to say, sitting here in this armchair. I don't have to change the diapers and get up at two o'clock meetings. You know. <laughs> so you're right. I mean, we have to. I think accept that. Um, uh, yeah, this is how we are. We can. We can often salute ideas from afar. Uh, but when they come in for a landing, it's a lot harder. And so, yeah, Lawrence's um, statement here isn't to be taken just as a kind of a trite story or a little moralism. Uh, it, it is, in fact, the truth, which is that the, 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 treasure, the treasure of the church are those who suffer. Now, we tend to look at the economic of the world differently than the scriptures. Now, what, one thing that we do is that we We sort of look down and pity, in a way, people who are suffering, not just the poor, but people who are suffering. And um, we say, oh, too bad, too bad. But listen, uh, we might have to get an appointment to meet them in heaven because they're going to rule there. I I think what we need to learn to do is to esteem those uh, who, who are suffering, but with faith and try to assist them, like Simon of Cyrene. But also just um, lift them up and uh, see, see them as uh, those who, if they stay faithful, Jesus says many who are last here are going to be first in the kingdom of heaven. So they are a treasure. And uh, get to know and befriend them. And as Jesus says, store up for yourselves uh, treasure in heaven. And he says, you know, use your worldly wealth to gain friends, you know, among the poor, so that when it fails, you name the wealth. The poor will welcome you into eternal dwellings. Isn't that great, you know, to think that we'd go to the judgment seat and the poor are off in the distance saying, Be good to this guy, Lord. He was
19: good to us.
2: Yeah. Well, I "I hear you. You know, poverty is no guarantee of virtue, but my goodness, isn't it interesting that the wealthier we become as a society, as a nation, the more we forget God, right? And you look around the world, and we're the places that have the least material wealth. They're the ones who know they need God. I feel like yeah. that's a fairly evident point.
18: Yeah, you know, one of the Proverbs says, Lord, give me neither poverty nor riches, lest in my poverty I steal, or in my riches I say, Who is the Lord? And so, yeah, the wealthier we become, too easily, yes, we, we kick God to the margins, we kick him to the curb, and we say, You know, and then we, we'll watch our whole society crumble. And we wonder, well, how did that happen? Well, it's not a good thing when the Lord is not invited. Yeah. Um, so.
2: Well yeah. and uh and, you know the other thing that happens in this too is that we forget what the church's role is meant to be in all this. We uh we say well mm-hmm. the government will take care of that. <laughs> you know we say that mm-hmm. uh you know the 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 laws the the safety nets that we've created, you know, through political structures will take care of that and we should have safety nets, we should have structures. Mm-hmm. But we should mm-hmm. also be the first place people think of. The church should be the first mm-hmm. place people think of when it comes to this stuff.
18: Yeah, there was um gosh, there was a book written many years ago by a guy named Olasky, um, wrote the tragedy of American compassion and he he details there how really church leaders uh both Catholic and Protestant in this country fought for uh 50 or 60 years from about 1900 through uh, uh you know right right through almost the 60s great society program saying that the government should not be distributing charity this should be done by the churches and community organizations because bad charity or b- bad charity drives out good charity. And they insisted, but little by little, they let go of this and let the government take over. And now there's this kind of attitude where, you know, even our bishops at times can kind of claim virtue for simply saying, well, the government should do something. And, and Well, we checked off that box. You know, at some level, you're right. I mean, we um, uh, are more than willing to demand others take care of a problem not just the church, but all all of us Americans. Uh, But, yeah, not in my backyard, though, please.
2: Well, some convicting stuff on this Feast of St. Lawrence. Anna Mitchell, I know that uh, it's easy for me to point the finger and say other people lean on policies and programs, you know. But uh, I lean on those things, too. And I need to be looking around and seeing how I am engaging with the treasures of the church, me personally, today. So um, I think we all got kind of some work to do. But I know for me, I can't really say what kind of work you got to do. But I know that I need the help of St. Lawrence to see God in the people around me every day. And to see, well, as Monsignor Pope was just pointing out, that these are the treasures of the church. Um, So the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, as it says elsewhere in the Psalms. We're back with Kevin Prindergast and headlines right after this. It's a quarter till. Support for the Sunrise Morning Show is from Visiting Angels. Visiting Angels provides experienced, compassionate care to millions of aging adults nationwide by keeping them safe and healthy in the comfort of their own home. Whether it's a short break for caregivers or for long-term assistance, Visiting Angels provides hygiene, meals, light housework, companionship, and more. And services are available up to 24 hours per day. Visiting Angels, online at visitingangels.com. That's visitingangels.com. Franchise opportunities available. Tis the season for iced tea if you're looking for some unique flavors to enjoy the carmelite monks of wyoming have a number of options including lemongrass mint ginger orange, and blossoming jasmine.
3: Go check them out through our link to Mystic Monk Coffee at sonrisemorningshow.com. And when you make a purchase, we earn a commission.
2: While you're at our site, pick up a mug or etched travel mug, which are available in our online store.
3: Get your mugs and link to Mystic Monk Coffee for tea at sunrisemorningshow.com.
21: I used to wonder if God really cared, why it mattered what church I went to or why I even bothered with faith at all. Then I started praying more often and going to church. What happened? My relationships got stronger, and I felt a peace that I never had before. I realized that God in my life was the difference between occasionally being happy and finding lasting joy. If you're looking for something more, check out CatholicsComeHome.com.
13: Are you living life or are you on autopilot?
4: You can share today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on most of
10: these EWTN stations.
13: And now back to the Sunrise Morning Show.
2: Matt, I'm well,
3: totally till. on autopilot.
2: Oh. You're on autopilot?
3: Totally. I got to call okay. Jerry and Debbie.
2: Well, I mean, as long as you're in autopilot, it's a form of artificial intelligence. (laughs) intelligence,
3: Hopefully not. I'm good. Hopefully not. I don't think so. All right.
2: What are the headlines as delivered by a, a human being?
3: At least 36 people have been reported dead as a massive wildfire burns out of control in Maui. Pope Francis has offered prayers for people affected by natural disasters in Slovenia and Georgia. He did so during his now resumed general audiences. And the Ethiopian bishops are appealing for peace as a new conflict looms in the country's north.
2: All right. News at the top and bottom of each hour every weekday morning here on the Sunrise Morning Show. I'm Matt Swaim, joined now by pastoral counselor Kevin Prendergast, and he is a licensed counselor with decades of experience in private practice, also in training seminarians. Kevin, good morning.
17: Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me on.
2: Yeah, I'm glad to talk about this. Uh, We get to talk about cognitive behavioral therapy, and some of our listeners are very familiar with this. Uh, Some of our listeners may not be as familiar with this. And uh, I guess some people probably are wondering, does this line up with Catholicism and the way that Catholics think about the virtues, and if so, how, and if not, how not? So uh, if you could, tell us what CBT, as it were, is and what it is not.
17: Yeah, that's it exactly. And there are a couple of uh, quotations. So, so one, is just a phrase from the scholastics, including Aquinas, who used to talk about right reason. And that's a a tough one to see that I don't always see reality the way it actually is. I don't see other people, and I tend to distort my perceptions. So that goes way back to the scholastics. And then a couple of things from the scriptures from St. Paul. uh, One would be bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And then the other one, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so if you look through scripture and the psalms and in the new testament you know we see kind of a lot of you know we even in the act of contrition we say for you know for my thoughts and my my words my actions what i've done and not done so how can that be that you know and i think that's part of where we have a blind spot i have a blind spot i don't even see that i'm thinking incorrectly so i wanted to, to touch on this topic because the chances are if one of your listeners goes to a therapist these days, especially a younger one, Uh, their main approach is going to be cognitive behavioral therapy, which is good and bad. There's a lot of research about it, but sometimes it's kind of watered down CBT, which would be... Like, well, it's going to be easy. You just have some positive thinking, the power of positive thinking, or just tell yourself some positive affirmations to build up your self-esteem, or you need to change your thoughts about yourself because you're being too hard on yourself. So unfortunately, I I hear a lot of that in in the field, and that's kind of like one part of it, like we can have distorted ideas about ourselves, but what gets left out sometimes is how my feelings and my behavior really uh impact my feelings. So it's sort yeah. of think about that.
2: Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Kevin, Matt. even as you're just saying that, I mean think about how I mean this is why it's so important to talk to somebody who knows about stuff and maybe knows about you because you're being too hard on yourself. Um well, there might be people who are being too hard on themselves, right? We understand the mm-hmm. idea of scrupulosity, mm-hmm. and that can be a problem, and people overthinking things. But there are other people who probably ought to be a little harder on themselves about certain things, right? I mean, <laughs> well, you can't well, just apply a us. statement <laughs> like that universally yeah. to everybody.
17: Yeah. So it could be a therapist. It could be your priest. It could be a very good friend. But a friend who cares about you enough to support you and to validate you know, what you're going through but also to challenge you. So that's a great question to think about. Who do I have in my life who cares about me, loves me enough, that they're going to say some things that are probably going to make me feel uncomfortable or hurt my feelings. The other thing here, if we've got, we have three things Matt. basically we've got feelings, we've got thoughts, we've got behaviors and people, I always ask this question, what's the hardest to change? And people usually say, well, it's what I do or how I think, but it's actually our feelings. Like think about that. When's the last time you were able to change your feelings directly, like I'm not going to feel angry. I'm not going to feel sad. Well, that, that doesn't really work too well, at least for me. But if I change my thinking and I change what I'm doing, I can look at the situation differently. I could get up and actually take some constructive action. So that's the that's the, the hard part about CBT. And then I think that some of, of us might uh, preach that cognitive behavioral therapy, it's kind of easy. You know, you just have to change your thinking. And my, my thought, I, I remember Dr. Albert Ellis and I had a chance to go to some of his classes who was one of the founders of this way of thinking he would he would grab his lapel and he would say albert that was his first name albert I have to I have to vigorously dispute I have to argue I have to fight against these crazy ideas that you have in your head because you're not thinking right so he would he would say that to himself and it was funny but it made the point that we have to put vigorous effort in and this goes back even in the secular world uh you know the old stoics one of the great stoics would say people are not disturbed so much by events and things that happen but by the views that they take of those events or people or happenings. So if we we get that and what are are some of these core beliefs? I think one would be like I'm a victim and maybe I have had trauma in my past. But if I get into a victim identity, so that if people are picking on me, I can never get over that. I'm a broken person. I have people that come in and tell me, I just feel defective. So that's one part. The other one would be, it's everybody else's fault, so to blame. So when we think about this and do our examination of conscience, to see you know, where am I ruminating about the bad things that have happened, or a nine-year-old client of mine once finally kind of got out of his anxiety by saying, you know I, I was thinking it was going to kill me it was just intolerable but you know mr kevin it's really just uncomfortable well that was a great reframe for a nine-year-old like i can deal with this it's not going to kill me this is not the worst thing that i could possibly go through life is difficult but that doesn't mean it's going to destroy me so again you know reframing i one of the things i tell myself matt these two little things i think of people that i really admire that i look up to and i would say well, how does my friend Keith or my friend Frank, how would they look at this situation? Even if they're not right there, I can't call them. What would they do in this situation? Or actually to myself, I look in the mirror and I say, Kevin, how would an adult, how would a grown-up look at this situation? And it makes me laugh because I realize that I'm not thinking like an adult. I don't have that right reason. I'm not thinking like a, a mature uh, adult, I've got this childish thinking. And it's a slow, challenging process to do that. Now, some of the last point, Mark, Matt, would be, and, our, and I know a lot of our listeners do this, the early desert fathers were really big that these thoughts would come in and they were from the evil one. And so one of the best Uh, defenses against these negative, destructive thoughts that are in my head and the way that I perceive things would be to get a little piece of scripture, just like Jesus does when he's being tempted by the desert and the desert by Satan. And those might be, you know, give all your worries and cares to God. He cares about you. Or uh, think of other people rather than yourself or take the speck out of your own eyes. So those kind of things can really be helpful in the moment to change our thinking around
2: yeah, and uh, that's that's one of the other good reasons to memorize Bible verses, so you have a good yep. arsenal. <laughs> right. You know, that kind of stuff. That's the one thing that, uh, it's one of the major things that my evangelical upbringing gave me, is I got a, yep. a whole bunch of those at the ready uh, right. for those moments. Thank you so much, Kevin Prendergast. Appreciate your time. Have a great day.
17: You too, Matt. God bless.
2: All right, we got another full hour of the Sunrise Morning Show coming up after the break for many of you listening across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, plus more stuff on St. Lawrence, whose feast is today. Back after this, it's three minutes still.
11: I'm Father Rob Jack. Join me this afternoon for Driving Home to Faith. When Father Jonathan Meyer will discuss the Eucharistic revival of the church, Dr. Jennifer Roback-Morris will share the latest news from the Ruth Institute. I'll reflect on the life of St. Lawrence of Rome, with frequent traffic and weather to get you home safely. That's this afternoon, beginning at 4 on Sacred Heart Radio. You're
1: on the road to Christ the King. Driving home.
13: Proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, Cincinnati Right to Life ensures that God-given rights are guaranteed for all simply by being human, regardless of age or stage, ability or disability. More information at 1-800-712-HELP.
0: Wimberg Landscaping, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, has been beautifying properties for over 40 years. Wimberg offers professional one-stop landscaping services from initial design and installation of all plant materials and hardscapes to ongoing maintenance, including lawn service, leaf and snow removal. Wimberg Landscaping, 513-271-2332 or on the web at WimbergLandscaping.com. That's WimbergLandscaping.com.
13: You rely on your car, so rely on the experts at Fort Mitchell Garage, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. They can do it all from brakes, tires, and heating and cooling to towing and collision repair and more. Fort Mitchell Garage on Dixie Highway in Park Hills. On the web at fortmitchellgarage.com.
22: A wedding is a day.
2: A marriage is a lifetime.
20: Catholic Engaged Encounter Weekends are a marriage preparation program led by married couples and a priest or deacon.
2: This is
22: time for a couple to learn about each other and their upcoming marriage.
20: Based on communication, intimacy, and the family they grew up in. Find out more at cincinnati-covington.engagedencounter.com. That's cincinnati-covington.engagedencounter.com. Hi,
23: I'm Jim Akers, board member with the Cincinnati Chapter of Legatus. Catholic business leaders and their spouses meeting the challenge of balancing faith, family, and business. We meet once a month for Mass and dinner, along with a local or national speaker and a wonderful venue throughout the city. Many of our speakers you have heard right here on Sacred Heart Radio. Please think about joining our group of Catholic leaders and become an ambassador for Christ in your business or profession. Contact us at Cincinnati at Legatus.org. That's Cincinnati at Legatus.org. Support for Sacred
13: Art Radio is from Molly Maid of Westchester. Insured, screened, and drug-free employees deliver service with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 1-800-MOLLY-MAID or at mollymade.com. Molly Maid, a clean you can trust.
16: This is Father Benedict the pastor of Our Lady of Victory in Delhi. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
0: 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. Arise, it's a new-
2: It is Thursday, the 10th of August, the Feast of St. Lawrence of Rome. Let's pray for his intercession today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. O generous patron of the church's poor, St. Lawrence, pray to the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that all the poor of the church in need in every corner of the world may feel the effect of the love of their brothers and sisters who seek to help them. Deliver the church from the greed and envy of the powerful and protect her rights and property so that she may serve the needy and freedom, giving them good things for soul and body. May we come some day with all those whom we helped on earth to the bright mansions of heaven where we will enjoy the riches of God's house and the company of the Savior who lives and reigns forever and ever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. St. Lawrence, pray for us. It is the Sunrise Morning Show. We are glad that you're along here on this 10th day of the month of August. It is a Thursday, and uh, St. Lawrence is one of our favorites around here. So excited to talk more about him today. I'm Matt Swaim. Anna Mitchell has news. Paul Lockman at the controls. And up this hour, Dr. John Bergsma will discuss uh, more Love Basics for Catholics, that's of course a recent book of his, and today we get into the Song of Songs and see what it has to say about the bride and the bridegroom, and that uh, as a model for our relationship with God. Rita Heikenfeld will discuss flax on Bible foods. It shows up a, a couple different places, most notably, most notably, I should say, uh, the 31st chapter of Proverbs. Gary Machuda will talk about the language in which the Gospels were written and why, And then Dan and Debbie Starcinek will talk about a rosary book for married couples called Icon of Love. So stay with us if you can. Right now it is two minutes past. News of service of Central Fabricators and centralfabricators.com. Here's Anna Mitchell.
3: Good morning. Officials on the Hawaiian island of Maui now say wildfires sweeping across the western area of the island have killed at least 36 people. According to a press release from Maui County, 36 total fatalities have been discovered amid the active Lahaina fire. Entire blocks of homes and businesses in the historic Lahaina town have gone up in smoke, where fires fueled by wind from a Pacific hurricane have been concentrated. More than 270 structures are damaged or destroyed so far. President Biden is pledging federal assistance. Pope Francis has offered prayers for those affected by natural disasters in Slovenia and Georgia, where floods and mudslides have caused death and destruction. From Vatican Radio, Christopher Wells reports.
4: Pope Francis recalled that in recent days, dramatic natural phenomena have occurred in Slovenia and Georgia, causing death and material destruction.
5: He said he is praying for victims. I pray for the victims and express my spiritual closeness
4: to their families, he said, and to all those suffering from these disasters. The Pope thanked those who were offering them assistance, especially volunteers. Over the weekend, Slovenia was struck by record-breaking rainfall. The flooding, which has affected two-thirds of the small European nation, reportedly killed at least six people and left hundreds homeless. Meanwhile, in Georgia last Thursday, a massive landslide hit a resort area in the country's Shovi Mountains, about 140 kilometers northwest of Tbilisi, killing at least 19 people. The Pope also turned his attention once again to Ukraine and to the ongoing suffering in the war-torn country. Recalling that on August 9th the Church celebrates the feast day of St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross, a martyr and co-patroness of Europe, the Holy Father prayed that her witness might stimulate commitment to dialogue and fraternity among peoples and against all forms of violence and discrimination. He entrusted the dear Ukrainian people to her
5: intercession with the prayer that they may soon find peace again. The Holy Father concluded
4: by imparting upon all of them his blessing. I'm Christopher Wells.
3: Pope Francis resumed his Wednesday general audiences yesterday after having them been, sus- having been suspended through the month of July. As per usual, the Holy Father used his catechesis time to reflect on his experience in the past week in Portugal for World Youth Day. He called it a gift of God felt by all. Federal officials say a Utah man was shot and killed during an FBI raid related to threats against President Biden yesterday morning. The FBI said the shooting happened as special agents tried to serve arrest and search warrants at a Provo residence. On Monday, the man allegedly made a threatening post about Biden's visit to Utah this week. He's scheduled to travel to the state as part of a tour of western states. The man also allegedly threatened Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Unsealed court documents show special counsel Jack Smith obtained a search warrant for Donald Trump's Twitter account in the 2020 election case. More from Mark Mayfield.
6: The filing shows Twitter was prohibited from telling Trump about the warrant as prosecutors believe doing so could jeopardize the ongoing investigation. Twitter was also fined $350,000 for its delay in handing over the records. Trump is facing felony charges for his alleged effort to illegally overturn the 2020 election. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: And a member of the legendary band, The Band, has died. Guitarist and singer songwriter Robbie Robertson and the band were responsible for classics like The Wait Up on Cripple Creek and The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, and my favorite, Ophelia. Their 1976 farewell concert was made into a movie by famed director Martin Scorsese, who enlisted Robertson as composer and music supervisor for numerous movies. His highly acclaimed self-titled solo album was nominated for a Grammy for Best Male Rock Performance. Robertson died yesterday at the age of 80 after a long illness. May he rest in peace. Big fans of the band over here.
2: Well, I I know that uh, your husband's band covers covers almost every single song you just mentioned. Yeah, exactly. So I had a a, a wild realization a little bit. Jamming ago.
3: out to up on Cripple Creek this morning. I
2: like, know you sent me the link. So, yeah. uh, a while back, I uh, had this wild realization when I uh, there's the, the Tracy Chapman song, Give Me One Reason. Uh huh. And I always thought the lyrics were, Give Me One Reason to Steal. But apparently, it's Give Me One Reason to Stay, stay Here. here. I don't, yeah. yeah, I only rep- recognized this very recently. And yeah. I just, like, literally, as you were reading that story, had a shocking, I mean, a shocking realization oh, about boy. this. About a song by the band. You know the song The Weight? Yeah. I never looked up the lyrics. I thought the lyrics were, take a load off, Annie. Yeah. that They're not.
3: It's Fanny. Yeah, it's I know. It's take
2: a load off, Fanny. Yeah. I know. I would...
3: It's upsetting to me. I'm going to spend the rest I of the day
2: s- kind of trying to process this.
3: I still sing it as take a load off Annie. Well, your
2: husband's band sings, and I always thought they were singing it in honor of you.
3: Well, and especially because in the lyrics, it talks about Anna Lee.
2: Yeah, I thought that you know? there was a connection there.
3: I know. I know. I know. I still say Annie because it's me. And
2: Take a load off. Annie. Comma, Annie. No, it's <laughs> take a load off, comma, Fanny. I'm... I'm
3: I'm I know. Sh- it was I'm a huge shocked, argument. as the young people would say. It was I'm a huge shocked. argument. You know uh, his bandmate, Lucas. Lucas yes. and I, we fight about this. It's fine.
1: Okay. <laughs> sure.
2: Take
3: a load off and... I get it, Matt. Totally get it. Well, I'm... We're going to move on. I could talk about that for hours. How I changed the lyrics to The Wait... Anyway, may Robbie Robertson rest in peace. Joining us now on the Sunrise Morning Show, Dr. John Bergsma. We've been going through his book, Love Basics for Catholics, illustrating God's love for us throughout the Bible. Good morning, Doc.
24: Good morning, Anna.
3: So, Doc, we have been studying the song of songs in Love Basics, and we've talked about the romance in this book as... As being a metaphor for God and the church, which is awesome because then, Doc, we can keep this book at a bit of a distance, right? As many of us, maybe most of us, as we've mentioned in previous conversations, kind of squirm when we read Song of Songs as if we're being kind of voyeuristic when, when we're reading it. But should we be understanding this book on a, a natural level as much as the spiritual level?
24: Well, you know, the relationship between God and the church is reflected in every marriage, every Christian marriage. And so, yeah, the, you know, the Song of Songs does celebrate, you know, the natural goodness of the body, of husbands and wives, of beauty. Um, All these things are good. They're not, uh, you know, sinful or evil in themselves. And if they were, god wouldn't be able to take them up as images of his relationship with his own people so yeah there, there's the the element of also celebration of human marriage in the song of songs because it's a sacrament you know uh, you know we get criticized sometimes uh you know by uh, by non-catholics for you know exalting virginity and and uh religious life over marriage but it's only the Catholic Church that holds marriage to be a sacrament, mm. a, a holy estate. And so um, there is a lot in the Song of Songs that uh, that has implications for um, every um, you know uh, sacred bond, every um, sacred covenant between man and wife.
3: Yeah, so how do we see in the Song of Songs sort of the the beginnings of of this teaching of the body as a temple?
24: Yes, there's beautiful imagery. I mean, there's there's four times in the Song of Songs where the uh, uh the couple describe each other's body, and three times the uh bridegroom describes the body of his bride, and uh once the bride describes the body of her bridegroom. And sometimes when the bridegroom describes his bride's body, he uses imagery from the land of Israel, and we've talked about that before, how she represents the land of Israel and and, uh, the people of God and covenant relationship to him. But sometimes when he describes her body, he describes her as the Garden of Eden. And that's beautiful in itself, but we also have to remember the Garden of Eden was the original temple. It was a temple garden. And so that implies that her body um, has a sacred nature to it. And that goes all the way back to Genesis 2, where Eve's body is described as being built uh, by God. Not made, not formed, but built uh, from Adam's uh, rib. And the reason it says that, of course, is because she is a temple. And likewise, when the bride describes the body of her bridegroom in chapter 5, she goes from head to toe and she uses these images of gold of ivory of alabaster of golden pedestals um, of various spices and if you look for the background of all these images that she's using anna they're being taken from the jerusalem temple so he's Mm -hmm. being described as if his body indeed was also a temple
1: wow
3: this is incredible now one thing that that people can kind of get confused about though when it comes to the song of songs i mean it's like all this stuff in here that we're that we've been talking about um <laughs> it's all being said and prior to their marriage right so how do we how do we address that doc
24: yeah actually all of the descriptions that we have in the song are really if you look carefully um, in the context of dreams and daydreams. And so the general attitude of the Song of Songs is this longing for the upcoming marriage and visions of what the marriage will be like. But at the end of the book, um, they still have not been married. They call to each other, um, and we have a final scene where they're calling back and forth on the night when the bridegroom shows up with his groomsmen to escort the bride to their wedding. So we have to look at the Song of Songs as visions of anticipation, of dreams, of uh, the union between, um, between bridegroom and bride, and that applies to us as Christians as, as visions of heaven. You know, this, this is speaking to us through images of, of what it's going to be like to be in the beatific vision, what it's going to be like to be embraced by, by Jesus uh, forever. Um, it just, you know, the sweetness of the exchange of love. And uh, so I think that's how we deal with it, Anna.
3: How do you know that they were chased?
24: Yes, because of the uh, the rather explicit and not very subtle uh, <laughs> language that's used in various places, like a garden enclosed is my sister, my bride, a garden enclosed, a fountain sealed in uh, chapter 412. And I don't need to explain what that's referring to. And in chapter 8, actually in 8, 10 and 11, um, the bride uh, boasts that she is a wall as she enters into her marriage relationship with her husband as opposed to being a door. And uh, we could mention some other places as well. But um, the Song of Songs actually really does value Uh, chastity uh, before marriage, because it's about exclusivity. It's about saving oneself so that you can give yourself wholly to your spouse, and that when you give yourself wholly to your spouse, there's no baggage uh, from previous relationships. There's no qualification of that. It's just kind of a pure act of self-gift, and I'm giving to you something that I've never given to anybody else, and that really helps to strengthen that indissoluble marital bond.
3: Beautifully put. We've been talking to Dr. John Bergsma. You can find Love Basics for Catholics from Ave Maria Press linked at sunrise com Doc, as always, really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
24: You bet. Talk to you next time.
3: Sounds good. All right. It is 16 past now on the Sunrise Morning Show. We're back with headlines right after this.
0: Support is from Solidarity HealthShare.
9: Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things that violate your beliefs? Have you ever felt there has to be a better way, but didn't know you had any options? If you answered yes, I've got some good news for you. There is a better way and a more affordable way. Solidarity HealthShare can save you hundreds of dollars each month while actually supporting your beliefs because the best news is that Solidarity Share costs a whole lot less than insurance. It's time to jump in and put your money where your faith is and put some money back into your wallet at the same time.
10: Join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based healthcare sharing community. Prices start as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-334-3245. That's 844-334-3245. Solidarity Healthshare, 844 334 3245. Do you
2: use a single brew coffee maker at your home or in your workplace? The Carmelite Monks of Wyoming have single use coffee pods especially for you.
3: Go to the Mystic Monk Coffee site through our site, sunrise to browse the monk shot options. When you check out, we'll earn a commission.
2: And why not brew it straight into a Sunrise Morning Show mug or travel mug? You can find those in our online store.
3: Buy a mug and link for some monk shots for your Keurig at sonrisemorningshow.com.
2: EWTN podcasts are the perfect companion for busy Catholics everywhere. Your favorite EWTN programs are waiting for you to listen to on your time. With on-demand access to audio, you can pause and pick up right where you left off, anytime, anywhere. Just subscribe by using your mobile device's free podcast app. Find old favorites or discover something new. EWTN Podcasts, they're waiting for you. 18 minutes past the hour, here's Anna with Headlines
3: officials on the hawaiian island of maui now say wildfires sweeping across the western area of the island have killed at least 36 people pope francis has offered prayers for those affected by natural disasters in slovenia and georgia and the holy father yesterday resumed his wednesday general audiences
2: news the top and bottom of each hour every weekday morning here on the sunrise morning show and uh, anna mitchell i'm checking the uh, The weather radar for my area—it looks like Saturday into Sunday, which is the 12th into the 13th—it's going to be relatively clear, which is good because they're predicting a pretty good Perseid meteor shower overnight from the 12th into the 13th. And of course, Hmm. some of our listeners may know that that annual August. Perseid meteor shower is referred to as the Tears of St. Lawrence.
3: The Tears of St. Lawrence. The Tears of St.
2: Lawrence because it's so close to his feast day and uh, they're like fiery, fiery tears as it were. But check them out. Maybe some of you have seen those meteor showers. They're like, late summer, it feels like I see more shooting stars. Well, go outside if you can uh, between, I think, depending on your time zone, like from 10 to 4.30 a.m., Get a blanket and lay out. Some of you may be camping anyway. So just look up at the sky. But they are pretty cool.
3: When you see those stars shooting around, think of St. Lawrence.
2: I was looking at one report said something like uh, they're expecting like 100 meteors an hour. Really? You have to be looking at the right part of the sky because if you miss one.
3: That's a lot of meteors.
2: You got to have a lot of uh, different people looking in different directions.
3: Oh yeah, so you can yeah, make sure that you got them all
2: covered. There you go. Because it, it happens for like a millisecond. It's mm-hmm. like a streak. Yeah. But anyway, tears of St. Lawrence. Check them out this weekend, 12th into the 13th. St. Lawrence, pray for us. It's 21 past.
0: So you just got home from a restful summer vacation and you hear that Sacred Heart Radio has a summer deficit. And because of what you just spent, you're not sure if you can help. Well, I am happy to report that our first appeal did decrease the deficit down to $35,000. So, by combining a number of small 5 and $10 gifts, we could wipe out our $35,000 deficit by Labor Day. So, to give a gift of any amount, please visit SacredHeartRadio.com and click on Donate. Thanks and welcome home. All are precious in God's sight, no
13: matter our age, race, ability, or residence. Yet many lives are threatened, especially in the womb. Cincinnati Right to Life works to protect the good gift of life at every age and every stage. For more information, go to CincinnatiRightToLife.org.
2: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Sunset Janitorial Supply, a Catholic family business supplying the tri-state cleaning industry with commercial cleaning supplies, personal hygiene, equipment, and even machine repair. Free delivery to your business.
23: More information at sunsetjanitorialsupply.com. The Cincinnati Chapter of Legatus is a national network of Catholic business owners, CEOs, and managing partners facing the challenges of faith, family, and business each day. We meet once a month with our spouse for a Mass, dinner, and speaker. We have the support of the Archdiocese of Cincinnati and many members throughout the parishes, including yours. We would appreciate the chance to share what we are about with you and enjoy Mass together soon. Contact us at Cincinnati at Legatus.org. That's Cincinnati at Legatus.org.
0: Wimberg Landscaping, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, has been beautifying properties for over 40 years. Wimberg offers professional one-stop landscaping services from initial design and installation of all plant materials and hardscapes to ongoing maintenance, including lawn service, leaf and snow removal. Wimberg Landscaping, 513-271-2332 or on the web at WimbergLandscaping.com. That's WimbergLandscaping.com.
2: It's time to take a look at Bible Foods with Rita Heikenfeld from abouteating.com. Today we get to talk about flax, and maybe you do know a little bit about flax, maybe you don't, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Rita, good morning.
8: Good morning, Matt.
2: So probably the most famous passage that involves flax is Proverbs 31, where we're talking about the virtuous woman. I don't know if you work with flax, Rita, but uh, I feel like you admit a lot of you meet a lot of these categories that are laid out here.
8: Well, that's nice of you to say, but um, that that, uh, passage, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. I can just see uh, someone like the Virgin Mary taking flax and weaving it and then using it in her cooking. But as far as I'm concerned, we have an antique spinning wheel, but (laughs) that would not be my forte. I would not be be able to... um, be dressed very well if i was a woman of bible days and had to spin my own uh linen
2: well there are uh, there are people who do it and you know if you ever go to some reenactments and colonial you know people dressed up in those ways mm-hmm. and spinning and things it's an impressive thing to watch it truly is uh yes. but but what is a flax seed then
8: well you know sometimes um back in the day they were called linseeds And you can buy them. They're small, brown, tan, or golden-colored seeds. And I I actually grow the the dark-colored seed. It's got a beautiful blue flower. But here's the deal, Mac. Uh, They are really high in fiber and minerals and plant protein, which is a big, uh, important these days. And they're a really good source of those omega-3 fatty acids, which means they're good for your hair, your brain, eyes, heart, um, skin, and even your nails. And uh, another interesting fact is they have been eaten for about 6,000 years, way before Christ was born. So um, now nutritionists are saying it's one of our very first cultivated super seeds. And not only did they eat them back in Bible days, but they, uh, just as I mentioned before, they wove the plant fibers into cloth, sometimes paper and even rope. And when you think about the mummies, the Egyptians used the cloth for wrapping mummies, and I wanted your take on this. Um, the Shroud of Turin, when I researched this, is said to have been made with linen from the flax plant. But, you know, um, what do you think about this? It sort of makes sense to me since flax is a source of linen.
2: Well, and you've just already talked about it being used for burial garments. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty fascinating thing to connect all those deals um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that they try and do with the Shroud of Turin is try and figure out the makeup of it and, uh, and all that to try and mm-hmm. figure out the authenticity and the age of the Shroud of Turin. And uh, the more study they do, the more it looks like it really did come from where people said it came from. So pretty fascinating. But uh, what about in Bible times? I-, I guess if it's in the book of Proverbs, then people must have been growing it.
8: Oh, yeah. It was a really important crop. Um... And from what I could gather, it was one of the first food crops ever grown, and it was just behind wheat and, and probably grapes.
2: Well, that's pretty cool. Now, how do you use it uh, when you're cooking?
8: Well, I don't know how you use it, but first of all, here's the deal. If you eat whole flax seeds, no mat, you're going to get fiber only. So in order to get the whole nutritional um, spectrum, you've got to consume what we call the ground flax seed or broken flax seed, sometimes called flaxseed meal. You can also use flaxseed oil, but um, I always say make sure the oil uh, on the label says it's at least 25% particulate. And because the nutrition of the seed is in the non-oil part of the seed for the most part. So um, store it in the fridge, and if you leave it on the counter long enough, it turns into linseed oil, that old-fashioned furniture polish, and people say, oh, is it going to hurt me? No, it's not going to help. It won't hurt you. But it's so versatile, too. I I sprinkle it on cereal. Um, You can put some flax oil in your smoothies. I put some in in, uh, quick breads and muffins, sometimes even on our supper salad, and and sometimes we'll use it to um, um, add it as a topping for yogurt along with, like, seasonal fruit. Uh, Do you use flax much?
2: Not very much, but when I have, I've sprinkled a little bit on oatmeal, Uh, I think you mentioned something like that. And uh, actually, in making homemade granola, I have done it. Uh, And I know that that's the recipe that you've got for today.
8: Oh, yeah. It's wonderful in granola. This is a great recipe for back to school. It's um, grain, gluten, and dairy-free granola bars. I'll have it on my website. You don't even have to um, bake it. And basically, you're going to take about two and a half cups of different nuts and seeds, And I usually put some flaxseed in there. And then you're going to chop one cup of those nuts, um, sort of coarse, and I just put those in a bowl. And then I'll take my food processor and and pulse the other uh, nuts and seeds into a real fine chop and add that to the other nuts. And then I'll stir in some fruit. And um, we like coconut. And then to bind it all together, you're going to have some coconut or other oil, some honey, vanilla, A little salt and cinnamon, and you just bring that to a bubble and pour it over the mixture, then put it in a sprayed pan. And the technique is important. Press down really, really hard and just let it cool at room temperature and um, cut into bars. It's delicious and nutritious. And with all the allergies going on around in schools and such, it's a, a perfect snack.
2: Right. Uh, The only allergy that you're not covering right there is nuts, right? So, I mean, you got the the grains out, the dairies out, the glutens out on that, which is pretty cool. Um, Now, I I imagine that if you were to go and buy this same kind of granola bar – at the grocery store, you'd be paying a lot more than you'd pay if you made it at home.
8: <laughs> oh, you would, and, and also, you know what goes in it. Like you said, if you can't eat peanuts, put a different nut, or um, there's lots of adjustments. Very versatile recipe,
2: very cool. And linked at our site at sunrise com, you can go straight over to about eating and get Rita's recipe for her grain, gluten, and dairy free granola bars featuring flax which, of course, is mentioned right there in the book of Proverbs. Rita Heikenfeld, we always appreciate you. Have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again soon.
8: Yep, we sure will, Matt.
2: And again, while you're at sunrisemorningshow.com, enter your email address. You can subscribe and get show notes delivered to your inbox every single day, including prayers like the prayer we used earlier through the intercession of St. Lawrence, and links to Rita's recipes. It is half past the hour. Here's Anna with news
3: morning, the wildfires in Hawaii have now killed at least 36 people. Officials in Maui said the deaths were discovered amid the active Lahaina fire. The wind-whipped wildfires have forced hundreds of people to evacuate, overwhelmed hospitals, and drove some people into the ocean to escape the flames. Entire blocks of homes and businesses in the historic Lahaina town went up in flames in a matter of hours in areas where fires fueled by wind from a passing hurricane were concentrated. More than 270 structures have been damaged or destroyed, and President Biden is pledging federal assistance. Pope Francis has offered his prayers for people affected by natural disasters in Slovenia and Georgia, where floods and mudslides have caused death and destruction. He did so at his general audience yesterday, which resumed after a July hiatus. He also prayed for Ukraine through the intercession of St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, a co-patron of Europe, on her feast day, praying that they may soon find peace again. In his catechesis time, the Holy Father reflected on his experience during World Youth Day last week in Portugal. He said it was a gift of God felt by all. Federal officials say a Utah man was shot and killed during an FBI raid related to threats against President Biden. Mark Mayfield
6: reports. The FBI says the shooting happened as special agents trying to serve arrest and search warrants at a Provo residence. On Monday, the man allegedly made a threatening post about Biden's visit to Utah this week. Biden is scheduled to travel to Utah Thursday as part of a tour of western states. The man also allegedly threatened, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: Religious liberty training for three Southwest Airlines attorneys has been part of a judge's order related to a flight attendant who said she was fired for her pro-life views. U.S. District Judge Brantley Starr ordered the attorneys to undergo eight hours of training from the Alliance Defending Freedom. Starr referred to the ADF as a conservative Christian legal advocacy group that is particularly well-suited ...to provide such training. Southwest said it will appeal the ruling, which also includes paying the plaintiff's legal fees. Southwest is also appealing an $800,000 judgment previously awarded to the plaintiff. Ethiopian bishops are appealing for a peaceful solution in a new conflict that's looming in the country's northern regions... From Vatican Radio, Lisa Zingarini reports.
15: Fighting broke out across Ethiopia's second most populous region earlier last week between the Fano militiamen and federal troops, prompting Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed to declare the state of emergency. During the two-year civil war in neighboring Tigray, Fano militias and the Ethiopian army were allies. However, their relations have deteriorated, in part over recent efforts by federal authorities to weaken regional paramilitary groups in a message released this week on the occasion of the annual fifteen-day fast for the assumption of mary the catholic bishop's conference of ethiopia urged both parties to stop the fighting and find a peaceful solution to their differences through dialogue We believe that the political will of the government is very important for the dialogue to take place, the bishop said. At the same time, the bishops invited all people of faith and of goodwill to pray for justice and peace to prevail in Ethiopia. The civil war in Tigray broke out in November 2020 after months of rising tensions between the federal government and rebels of the Tigray People's Liberation Front, killing over 3,000 civilians and displacing Tens of thousands. Both sides have been blamed for repeated war crimes, mass killings of civilians and other atrocities. The conflict has left the Tigray region in dire need of human aid, which has been slow to arrive due to ongoing insecurity. I am Lisa Zengarini.
3: And PPI medications are being linked to a greater risk of dementia for those taking them over the course of several years. That is according to research published in the journal Neurology. PPI medications are proton pump inhibitors which millions of Americans take to treat heartburn and acid reflux. That's the news on the Sunrise Morning Show. It's 35 past the hour.
0: Family, please know that Sacred Heart Radio has never sold or shared our mailing list with anyone. So when you donate or sign up to receive our newsletters, be confident that Sacred Heart Radio will not sell or share your information with other organizations.
17: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from schneller Knockelman Plumbing, Heating, and Air. Treating customers with integrity for over 90 years for heating, air conditioning, water heaters, plumbing, and more. schneller Knockelman at skpha.com
2: skpha.com Catholic Engaged Encounter Weekends are a marriage preparation program led by married couples and a priest or deacon.
20: What makes this marriage prep program unique is you will have two days as a couple to delve into important subjects that will affect your relationship together for the rest of your lives.
2: More time for prayer and reconciliation and closing the weekend with Mass.
20: More information is at Cincinnati-Covington.EngagedEncounter.com That's cincinnati-covington.engagedencounter.com covington It's 24 minutes before the hour on this
3: feast of St. Lawrence, Thursday, August the 10th. Your forecast is brought to you on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio by Schneller-Nachemann Plumbing, Heating, and Air, online at skpha.com. going to be a fairly nice day today, it looks like. Right now, temperatures in the mid to upper 60s as you're heading out the door for cincinnati it'll be a cloudy morning then partly cloudy this afternoon with a high of 82 degrees a few clouds tonight with an overnight low of 67 partly cloudy and a little warmer tomorrow with a high of 87 degrees for the miami valley dayton area cloudy early then partly cloudy this afternoon high of 82 partly cloudy with a spotty shower or storm tonight and an overnight low of 62 Partly cloudy with a spotty shower or storm possible tomorrow and a high near 87. This is Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.
2: The Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swam, joined now by Gary Machuta. And Gary has got a book we've been going through called The Gospel Truth, and it is a fascinating walk through how we got the Bible, what it means, and uh, how we can really know what Christ actually did teach. Gary, good morning. Good morning, man. So I have a multifaceted question that you may spend the next time just answering this, this first one off the bat, uh, but it is, what language did the gospel writers speak, what language did they write in, and was it the same language? <laughs>
19: yeah great question yeah what language did the gospel writers speak well um it, yeah uh that's a good question it could be um uh, hebrew of course would be the indigenous language uh or aramaic probably aramaic at this point in the first century would be the common language of land uh, hebrew is more like a liturgical language kind of like how latin is today for catholics um, and, of course, Greek was the language of the empire. And so anybody uh, that's part of the empire in order to trade and so on, you would be fluent to Greek. So that was the language that was spoken. Now, the language which the Gospel lawyers wrote, uh, the earliest manuscripts we have of the Gospels are Greek. And that's really important because this one step in my book um, you know, at first I, I we we talked about how Jesus taps into this rabbi-disciple relationship within Judaism, and then you know when you get to the Gospels, they're Greek, but the strange thing is that occasionally they don't speak Greek. They they tend to be speaking something more like Hebrew or Aramaic in the Greek language,
2: kind of like Spanglish almost. <laughs> I mean, not, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not the. Of. There's not a one-to-one equivalent, but it is interesting that if you read through the Gospels, there are a few things that don't get translated at all, which would lead one to right. believe that there are some of these words that even though they are um, you know, words that are Hebrew, a Greek speaker, they might be common enough to where people might kind of have a sense of what they are. And some of them, where it's not common enough, the the translation's provided in the text itself. Yeah.
19: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and we're familiar with those words, even though, uh, I mean, even in our English translations, they're, they're transliterated. In other words, they're basically, ta- uh, the letters are taken and put into the English alphabet. So words like Abba, Father, uh, Messiah, Anointed, Rabbi, Hosanna, Amen, Korban, S- Sabbath, uh, you know, these are not Greek words. They're, they're, Hebrew words. And, uh, and of course, you have Hebrew names, you have Hebrew place names, or, or uh, Aramaic names and place names. Uh, you have phrases, uh, short phrases that are actually brought into the Greek that are Aramaic as well, like when Jesus says uh, to the little girl, uh, the, "The ears be open, it's telethokume. So um, that's not Greek, that's Aramaic.
2: I think one of my favorites is when uh, in the story of Bartimaeus, um, there's the uh, name of Bartimaeus, the son of T- Timaeus, <laughs> right? And you're like, that's a weird thing. Doesn't Bartimaeus doesn't bar mean son? like? There are some things in here that 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 show that that the the readers have kind of a blended understanding of Greek and Hebrew, but they still need things kind of in Greek, or at least that's where the gospel writers are are aiming their story. But I mean, does this help us get a sense of when the Gospels were written, because some modern scholars who, who want to debunk the Gospels will say, well, he's written way, way later, so there's no way for us to know if they're true or not. But it seems to me like what you're describing in terms of the cultures that are trying to be reflected sounds kind of like the cultural melting pot that was first century Palestine. Yeah,
19: yeah, Exactly. Um, in terms of dating, you know, in my book, what I do is I go through and I, I kind of uncover this stuff. So the uh, the original, uh, people who read the gospels in Greek, uh, they would probably find it's kind of jarring, you know, that there's these, uh, little patches of Aramaic and so on. And in fact, you could even dive deeper in, in the next chapter when we talk again, you know, you can actually see some things that are hidden underneath the Greek, but, uh, What this shows is that the Gospels that we have, even though the earliest manuscripts we have are in Greek, they show that they're using uh, even earlier sources that are not Greek. So there's what's called pre-canonical sources. So what that does is that the typical dating that we have for the Gospels, uh, the material that the Gospels are relying on actually stems even closer to the time of Christ, and that's really important in terms of opening up the possibility that, yeah, these are true accounts because the closer the writing is to the events they record, the greater probability that they're going to record it accurately because there'll be a lot more people around who actually witnessed it and they could compare what's written to what happened.
2: All right, so Gary, your hypothesis just caused a massive crisis of faith for a certain group of Christians. Well, maybe not. But if you are a sola scriptura person, that is a you can't you can't really that that's that's a that's a hard one to take, right? Well, that would make you think, well maybe the the ones that we got it from are the actual scriptures and what we have is a cheap knockoff and maybe we can't know. And what is what does this do to sola scriptura? It's actually not a problem for us as Catholics, right? Because we understand no, no. scripture, tradition, and the magisterium, and that the Gospels, like a whole bunch of other things, came through a tradition and an authoritative apostolic witness. <laughs> so, yeah. what we have is the product of all that stuff together. So it's not it's not a problem for Catholics. Yeah,
19: exactly. Yeah, and I, I think even for uh, soul Christians, it shouldn't be either, because uh, the Greek manuscripts are those that are inspired, that divine providence has handed on to the Church. And so uh, all this shows is that the Holy Spirit, you know, inspired the Greek uh, writers to use this material. And there's a reason why, you know, it, the Holy Spirit decided to use this material, and that's to help us vindicate the Gospels, and also to dig deeper to learn more about, you know, the amazing wisdom that they contain. So so I don't know. I, I don't think a soul scripturist really ought to worry about that, um, simply because, you know, the Greek manuscripts are the, the, the ones that are inspired by God.
2: I mean, unless you're, like, a really hardcore, you know, like, super extra fundamentalist or something like that, I suppose, perhaps, you yep. know, and maybe that, you right. know, if you're one who— you know, holds the theory that the Catholic Church is suppressing the real Gospels or something <laughs> something to that yeah, effect. Right.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, is I
19: mean, you know, even like, in the Old Testament, uh, the Old Testament uses other sources. So, you know, <laughs> if it's a problem in the New Testament, it's a problem in the Old Testament, too.
2: That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, Gary Machuda, your book is called The Gospel Truth. And I know our listeners are going to want to be interested in that, as well as uh, in Hands-On Apologetics, which is a great resource. How can our listeners connect with you? Yeah,
19: just go to handsonapologetics.com, and you can find all the stuff I do.
2: Again, the book, The Gospel Truth, How We Can Know What Christ Taught. Gary Machuda, thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. All right, quarter till. We're back right after
0: this. Support is from Solidarity HealthShare.
9: Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things that violate your beliefs? Have you ever felt there has to be a better way, but didn't know you had any options? If you answered yes, I've got some good news for you. There is a better way and a more affordable way. Solidarity HealthShare can save you hundreds of dollars each month while actually supporting your beliefs. Because the best news is that Solidarity Health Share costs a whole lot less than insurance. It's time to jump in and put your money where your faith is and put some money back into your wallet at the same time.
10: Join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based healthcare sharing community. Prices start as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-334-3245. That's 844-334-3245. Solidarity HealthShare, 844-334-3245.
2: Tis the season for iced tea. If you're looking for some unique flavors to enjoy, the Carmelite Monks of Wyoming have a number of options, including lemongrass mint, ginger orange, and blossoming jasmine.
3: Go check them out through our link to Mystic Monk Coffee at sonrisemorningshow.com. And when you make a purchase, we earn a commission.
2: While you're at our site, pick up a mug or etched travel mug, which are available in our online store.
3: Get your mugs and link to Mystic Monk Coffee for tea at sunrisemorningshow.com. Teresa Tomeo. Every time I go to Mass and see my husband
25: serving on the altar as a deacon, it hits me how, with God, all things are possible. I mean, there is no way that we should be still married, number one, based on all the problems we had. But, number two, the
3: fact that I'm in Catholic media and my husband is a deacon is simply a testimony to the power of God and the teachings of the Church that saved our marriage and, more importantly, our souls. Catholic
13: Connection with Teresa Tomeo. Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Are you living life or are you on autopilot?
4: You can share today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on most of these EWTN stations.
13: And now back to the Sunrise Morning Show.
2: 13 minutes before the hour, here's Anna with headlines.
3: The wildfires in Hawaii have now killed at least 36 people on the island of Maui. President Biden is pledging federal assistance. Pope Francis offered his prayers for people affected by natural disasters in Slovenia and Georgia and renewed his prayers through the intercession of St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross for Ukraine. He did so during his Wednesday general audience yesterday. And the bishops of Ethiopia are appealing for a peaceful solution in a new conflict that's looming in the country's northern region. You can hear news at the top and bottom of each hour right here on the Sunrise Morning Show. 12 till now. The Sunrise Morning Show continues and Dan Starsenek is joining us now on the Sunrise Morning Show. We're working on getting his wife Debbie on the line. He and Debbie have put together a new rosary book for married couples called Icon of Love. Dan, good morning.
11: Good
26: morning. Oh, no. Where's Debbie?
3: I don't know. I might have She's to a put... a star. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, she has written quite a few um, rosary meditation books um, that are are just wonderful, and this one there, too. So maybe you can go find her in the house. I, I know I told you. Oh, that. yes. We were going to put you guys in different rooms so we didn't get an echo. But maybe you two can pass the phone back and forth together. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. While I've got you on the line here, Dan, why did you guys want to put together a rosary book for married couples specifically?
26: Well, thank you for the question. I just put you on speakerphone. Can you still hear me?
3: Yeah, I can hear you.
26: Okay. And here comes Debbie. Okay, She's down there dutifully waiting for her phone to ring um, <laughs>
8: Uh, So, hey, Debbie. There's Annie. Hi, Annie.
3: Hi, Debbie. Good to hear your voice, too. I'm sorry we're having some technical difficulties. I was, I had this whole plan, folks. I was like, you got to be on different phones. You got to be in different rooms so that we don't get weird echoes and things. And now the Lord just wants the two of you together, clearly. Uh, Just make sure you keep the phone up next to your mouth when you're talking. So, Why did you want to put together this this rosary book for married couples?
8: Um, Annie, I think probably the most honest answer is because it seems that that's what the Holy Spirit wanted. Um, Right after I had published On a Mission to Love, I had three very unexpected people in three days suggest that I should write a set of rosary meditations for married couples. And honestly, I really didn't even want to do that because I had just published two books in two years, and I kind of wanted to take a break. But when the Holy Spirit speaks to me in threes, I, you know, I try to pay attention. So I took it to prayer and then um, ultimately asked Dan to co-write the book with me. And when we did the research, we didn't see any books out there, um, any rosary meditations specifically written for married couples. Wow.
3: So what do you think is the benefit of married couples praying the rosary together for common intentions?
19: I'll do that one, Debbie. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um,
26: oh, Annie, I guess the best way I can address that would have to be from our personal experience. Um, from, from my own point of view, um, the greatest benefit is it always brings us closer together. When we're praying together and and together closer to God, so it it, it brings out this sense of really being one flesh, like in our sacramental marriage, and you know it's just us and God then, and and it really feels like we we leave the world for a while and enter into a discussion together with God, and um, you know it brings our shared needs to the front. We keep them in mind wh- whether it's praying with one of these books or you know, for a specific intention that's important in our life right then. But it, it ends up almost being like our own little marriage retreat every day. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I'd just say, just it may be interesting, um, this book was primarily written that way. Back in Lent of 2022, we spent almost every day during Lent praying the rosary together with the early versions of these meditations. You know and they had come together over a really long time when debbie said she got it three times in three days she didn't say what year that was <laughs> this book was really stubborn and so this was kind of our way of begging the holy spirit to please please help us finish this book but you know every single time we prayed together with these um meditations they changed wow there was a new insight or a new inspiration or like why did we ever think that or write that so you know for a while it almost felt like we're going backwards Uh, but in in the end it was it was really a, a good way for us to use shared prayer
3: well that sounds uh really appropriate um in terms of of being able to come up with a book that would have rosary meditations for for married couples to to really I mean, in a way, struggle with together, um, which I think is is quite beautiful. So can you talk about the ways in which you help us enter into the mysteries of the rosary as we pray them?
26: Yes, I'll I'll just continue continue for a minute. Um, We really deliberately looked for ways to do just that. And in the end, there are several things kind of embedded in the way the book is written and in particular in the way that maybe you can see it, but I know the listeners can't. There's a two-page spread for every mystery, Mm -hmm. and and within that two-page spread are these several ways, and the first is visual. Debbie's very visual. She's got an eye for beauty, and she selected really beautiful iconography to go with each mystery. And, you know, maybe maybe she'll want to say more about that. But um, I, and I can actually think some couples will spend their time praying together while just gazing at those icons, and maybe never even go to the written meditations. Mm. You know, but but then below each icon is kind of a second thing that people could use, which is a, a Bible verse that we selected to to try to illuminate the individual mystery. So, for example, today is a Thursday, and if we think about the luminous mysteries and just pick the baptism of the Lord, the verse under there would be Matthew three sixteen and seventeen, which concludes with that beautiful, "This is my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased." Mm-hmm. So, a different couple may just want to meditate on that verse as as they pray that decade. And then, you know, there's a couple other things. Any third, there, there's an intention a short you know very brief intention that we wrote for each mystery sticking with the baptism of the lord that intention is to imitate the love of the holy trinity and, and and in fact for our marriage to imitate the love of the holy trinity so you could pray the whole decade with just that in mind and then finally and probably most obviously we have written one line meditations for every hail mary in every mystery And those meditations—I used the word illuminate before, but I'll use it again—tend to illuminate that mystery line by line by line, and at the same time have really specific intentions for your marriage. Like, for example, every single mystery has the intention, come Holy Spirit into our marriage, and then you say Hail Mary. And then it has the intention, Lord, make our marriage an icon of your love. And
3: then you say the hail mary yeah so, it's really solved. really really beautiful um listeners if you are not familiar with debbie's uh on a mission to love for children um particularly debbie i have to say the flashcards that you did um yes. are a favorite of my daughters um i love 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 everything you do with these um mysteries of the rosary for for children and now for married couples with icon of love you can find on a mission to love linked to at sunrisemorningshow.com dan and debbie thank you so much thank, thank you so you, much Annie. god bless you Have all right may day. god bless you and
11: keep you and grant you his peace i'm father rob Jack. Join me this afternoon for Driving Home the Faith. When Father Jonathan Meyer will discuss the Eucharistic revival of the church, Dr. Jennifer Robat Morris will share the latest news from the Ruth Institute. I'll reflect on the life of St. Lawrence of Rome with frequent traffic and weather to get you home safely. That's this afternoon beginning at 4 on Sacred Heart Radio. You're on the road to Christ the King. Driving
13: home- why wait in endless lines at the pharmacy when Brozard Pharmacy, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, can fill your prescriptions in a timely manner with high quality. Rose Art Pharmacy, fast, friendly service without the wait. 513-941-0428.
2: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from St. Michael's Rosaries and Religious Articles in beautiful Miamisburg. Unique rosaries including custom-made, one-of-a-kind rosaries, and Catholic books and gifts for all occasions. Online at com. That's stmichelscustomrosaries.com.
13: You rely on your car, so rely on the experts at Fort Mitchell Garage, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. They can do it all from brakes, tires, and heating and cooling to towing and collision repair and more. Fort Mitchell Garage on Dixie Highway and Park Hills. On the web at fortmitchellgarage.com.
0: Good food can still be fast food. Bridgetown Finer Meats, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, has a convenient online store at bridgetownfinermeats.com. They're all your favorite prepared foods like their delicious homemade soups, beef barbecue, chicken and stuffing, and sweet potato casserole, all available at a click of a button for same-day pickup. They also have high-quality fresh meats like pork, veal, chicken, beef, and seafood, and even produce. Fast, convenient shopping on the go at bridgetownfinermeats.com. For over 50 years, the
13: St. Martin District of St. Vincent de Paul has been providing food, clothing, rent, and utility assistance to people in six counties of southern Ohio. You can join the St. Martin District of St. Vincent de Paul in helping our neighbors with a monetary or vehicle donation, which is simple and easy. 800-322-8284. Or donate online at runforthepoor.org.
0: Wimberg Landscaping, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, has been beautifying properties for over 40 years. Wimberg offers professional one-stop landscaping services from initial design and installation of all plant materials and hardscapes to ongoing maintenance, including lawn service, leaf and snow removal. Wimberg Landscaping, 513-271-2332 or on the web at WimbergLandscaping.com. That's WimbergLandscaping.com. This is Bishop Roger Foys of Covington. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart, Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. Sacred
1: Heart
2: Thursday, the Feast of St. Lawrence, August the 10th. Let's pray together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is a hymn from uh, this morning's morning prayer in the Magnificat. When Lawrence was led out to die, love made him prodigal of life. No armor would he use but faith against the persecutor's strife. The first of seven chosen men selected at the Pope's behest a deacon's office to fulfill In virtue, he surpassed the rest. He was a leader in the fight, although no sword hung by his side. And with a smile and face of death, he could the torturer deride. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. St. Lawrence, pray for us. It is the Sunrise Morning Show. You are listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Good morning to all the Lawrence and Lorenzos and Larrys listening this morning, especially St. Lawrence Church. Good morning to you. And uh, my goodness, even the people in Lawrenceburg. Why not? It It is the Sunrise Morning Show. And up this hour, Father Philip LeRae... We'll talk about AI and logic, and uh, we'll get into that question. Dr. John Cuddeback will discuss a Cardinal Vir- cardinal Virtues course from the Institute of Catholic Culture. Andrew Pettipren on uh, a theme that sort of ties together some of the major summer movies this year. And then Chris McGregor uh, will uh, dive into the Office of Readings with us at the end of the hour. So stay with us if you can. Right now, it is two minutes past. News of service of Bridgetown Finer Meats and BridgetownFinerMeats.com. Here's Anna Mitchell.
3: Good morning. The wildfires in Hawaii have now killed at least 36 people. Officials in Maui have said the deaths were discovered amid the active Lahaina fire. The wind whipped wildfires have forced hundreds of people to evacuate. It's overwhelmed hospitals and drove some people into the ocean to escape the flames. Entire blocks of homes and businesses have gone up in flames in a matter of hours where in areas where fires fueled by wind from a passing hurricane were concentrated. More than 270 structures have been damaged or destroyed so far. President Biden is pledging federal assistance. Pope Francis offered prayers for the people affected by natural disasters in Slovenia and Georgia, where floods and mudslides have caused death and destruction. From Vatican Radio, Christopher Wells reports
4: Pope Francis recalled that in recent days, dramatic natural phenomena have occurred in Slovenia and Georgia, causing death and material destruction.
5: He said he is praying for victims. Io, per le vittime, esprimo la mia vicinanza spirituale alle loro famiglie e a tutti coloro che soffrono a causa di questi disastri. I pray for the victims and express my spiritual
4: closeness to their families, he said, and to all those suffering from these disasters. The Pope thanked those who were offering them assistance, especially volunteers. Over the weekend, Slovenia was struck by record-breaking rainfall. The flooding, which has affected two-thirds of the small European nation, reportedly killed at least six people and left hundreds homeless. Meanwhile, in Georgia last Thursday, a massive landslide hit a resort area in the country's Mountains, about 140 kilometers northwest of Tbilisi, killing at least 19 people. The Pope also turned his attention once again to Ukraine and to the ongoing suffering in the war-torn country. Recalling that on August 9th the Church celebrates the feast day of St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross, a martyr and co-patroness of Europe, the Holy Father prayed that her witness might stimulate commitment to dialogue and fraternity among peoples and against all forms of violence and discrimination. He entrusted the dear Ukrainian people to
5: her intercession with the prayer that they may soon find peace again. <inaudible> The Holy Father
4: concluded by imparting upon all of them his blessing. I'm Christopher Wells.
3: Federal officials say a Utah man accused of making threats against President Biden was shot and killed during an FBI raid yesterday morning. The FBI said the shooting happened as special agents tried to serve arrest and search warrants at a Provo residence. On Monday, the man allegedly made a threatening post about Biden's scheduled visit to Utah. The man also allegedly threatened New York District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Two of Donald Trump's co-defendants in the classified documents case will be entering pleas this morning. Mar-a-Lago property manager Carlos de Oliveira and Trump's personal aide Walt Nauta have been charged with multiple offenses related to the former president's alleged mishandling of classified documents after leaving office. Both defendants will be arraigned this morning in Fort Pierce, Florida, on new charges brought by the special counsel in the case. Trump will not appear at the arraignment. Earlier this month, he submitted a waiver of appearance and entered a plea of not guilty. Meanwhile, unsealed court documents show special counsel Jack Smith obtained a search warrant for Trump's Twitter account, in the 2020 election case. More from Mark Mayfield.
1: The
6: filing shows Twitter was prohibited from telling Trump about the warrant as prosecutors believe doing so could jeopardize the ongoing investigation. Twitter was also fined $350,000 for its delay in handing over the records. Trump is facing felony charges for his alleged effort to illegally overturn the 2020 election. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: And a member of the legendary band, The Band, has died. Guitarist and singer songwriter Robbie Robertson and the band were responsible for classics like The Wait, Up on Cripple Creek, and The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, as well as my favorite, Ophelia. Their 1976 farewell concert was made into a movie by famed director Martin Scorsese, who then enlisted Robertson as composer and music supervisor for numerous movies. Robertson died yesterday at the age of 80 after a long illness. The members of Easter Rising, definitely mourning this morning. May he rest in peace. 807 now on the Sunrise Morning Show and Sports on Sacred Heart Radio, brought to you by Dr. Robert Berger and Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. It looks like I've got a Montreal Expo sitting in the studio across from me. Are you oh, wearing an you. Expos jersey?
21: Well, it's my, this is my softball team.
3: That's your softball team jersey?
21: Yeah. yeah well, really? really. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. Nifty, huh? Pretty good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, uh, speaking of, uh, I I wore this in solidarity in my uh, second story. I'll get to it. I will bury the lead for now. Reds lose yesterday 5-4 in uh, what some have called a collapse. Leading at 1.4 to 1 in uh, the late yeah, stages the of the game. Is
3: struggling. Uh,
21: you know, the bullpen uh, may be getting overused at times. Yeah. Christian Encarnacion and Strand, though, he drove in three runs. Uh, Reds dropped to 16 57. Let's just take an off day. Reds uh, will take an off day, visit the Pittsburgh Pirates tomorrow. How about former Red and uh, now Philadelphia Philly, Michael Lorenzen? Congratulations. He threw the 14th uh, ever. Uh, no hitter in uh, Philly's history with the uh, s- with a 7 to nothing win over the Washington Nationals or uh, w- the once Montreal Expos um, at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, last night, the former Red mowed down uh, five batters. Um, wait a second.
1: Hmm?
21: Mowed down five batters. Oh, and struck him out. I get it now. Uh, he struck out five batters, walked four, threw 124 pitches, in uh, the third no-hitter of the season, Lorenzen making his first start in uh, Citizens Bank Park uh, wow. since being acquired from uh, the Detroit Tigers. So uh, pretty cool. And we uh, we do wish him uh, nothing but the best. Absolutely. Michael Lorenzen, former Absolutely. Red. Absolutely. Um, Little League World Series. The uh, Ohio team did not play Illinois due to poor weather. So oh. they'll play. They'll play tonight. Man. We'll get it out of Where the way.
3: is the Ohio team from? Do you know?
21: Mm, I don't know.
3: You've to find that out for me.
21: We can do that by. Uh, I, get I, another, that the, I get another sportscast. The so I Hamilton, Hamilton can figure
3: it out. team has often been
21: the representative of the yeah.
3: Little League World Series, but I'm not sure that they're the representative this year,
21: so I would really like to know. We shall. And find by out.
3: the way, Michael Lorenzen. Yes. What it was like, a hundred and twenty-four pitches. I think I saw.
21: Yep, one hundred twenty-four. Yeah.
3: And I'm wondering what the average pitch count is for the starting pitchers for the Reds, because I think that we're not putting, we're not leaving starters in long enough anymore. They're getting out so early.
21: Yeah, they are. And then
3: that means that the pitch count for these relievers is higher, and I think they're getting tired. They, this is me and my expert opinion, of course.
21: No, well, the, you know, we're getting later in the season, and yeah, we've we've burned through a lot of these bullpen arms, and unfortunately, the the new guy was uh, the guy who gave it up last night. So,
3: mm. um, oh, well, he and, would have a fresh arm. And
21: he well, yeah, and he was trying to replace Ian Gabo, who. Uh, we've used as a as a workhorse as well. But it, it seemed like uh, what you were initially saying, you know, feels like let's let these starters maybe uh, Gosh, go a little bit longer. Give
3: them a little longer.
21: Uh, Gra- let's not
3: baby these guys.
21: Graham Ashcraft was spectacular yesterday, too. So yeah, he was let's... the uh, tough luck. Keep no him in
3: nine innings. Yeah. Now, like, why not?
21: Let them know hit these guys, if, yeah. especially if they're rolling. I'm with you, Anna Mitchell. I'm Thank with you. you. No Thank problem. You. Thank you. Let's get to traffic now. Traffic and service of Rose Automotive Pre-End Vehicles on Erie Highway in Hamilton. Hamilton. On the web at roseautomotivegroup.com. What you got, Annie? Uh
3: We got an accident on northbound 75 at uh, State Route 129. And, interestingly, traffic is slowing from there up to Monroe. So, I'm not sure why that is, but... That is the case. From that accident on up to Monroe, you're going to be running slow. Uh, Southbound 75, slowing through the Lachlan split. And it looks like northbound 75, a little slow as well as you uh, head from the 74 interchange up toward Ronald Reagan. And a disabled vehicle in the center lane of northbound 71 at Red Bank. Things starting to stack up behind that one now for weather cloudy morning and then it'll be partly cloudy today in cincinnati with a high of 82 degrees a few clouds tonight and an overnight low of 67 partly cloudy and warmer tomorrow with a high of 87 degrees for the miami valley dayton area cloudy early then partly cloudy this afternoon with a high of 82 partly cloudy with a spotty shower or storm possible tonight and an overnight low of 62 Partly cloudy with a spotty shower or storm tomorrow and high near 87 degrees. Today is Thursday, August the 10th. It is the Feast of St. Lawrence. Deacon and Martyr, pray for us. Twelve past now on the Sunrise Morning Show. Matt?
2: The Sunrise Morning Show continues. Always great to talk to Father Philip LeRae from Humanity 2.0. He teaches in Roman. We're grateful he takes a little time to talk to us every now and then. Father, good morning.
16: Good morning, Matt. Good to be back on the program. Yeah, I'm interested
2: to hear uh, about this uh, particular thing, Claude 2. Uh, what is Claude 2? Uh, because it it seems like,
16: well, well,
2: I'll just let you explain it.
16: Okay, uh, Claude 2 is uh, Anthropic's GPT. And it rivals OpenAI's GPT because uh, they were one of the first to invest time and energy and money in creating this artificial intelligence. So what uh, Cloud2 seems to be doing much better than the others is logical processing. And so Anna mentioned that she thought it was interesting that the – Article that introduces this new version, the older version was 1.3, seems to say that it does logic reasoning better than humans. And I think that that's true. Uh, First of all, it does it much more quickly. Second of all, it can uh, access databases which are much too large for the the human mind. And uh, thirdly, it doesn't make mistakes in terms of the logic uh, that it's doing. That's simply because we were able to translate logical patterns of human intellect into uh, mathematical code and therefore the machines can do it this has been going on for more than 50 60 years now here's the interesting thing it doesn't it doesn't arrive at truth better than humans and i think that going forward with these enormous uh language processors we're going to have to, um, how can I say, we're going to have to understand that humans are much better at truth than machines. The machines probably beat us at logic, and I teach logic, and so I know sometimes the students, they don't get very good grades. Uh, but the machines don't do truth. And in Anthropic, even uh, they're very responsible. They even say that. They say, be careful about using Uh, this GPT, which is generative AI, in order to arrive at truth because it can make mistakes. And I think that uh, that's what we have to keep in mind.
2: Well, that just opened the door to about 15 different potential ways to take this conversation, right? Uh, Because let's face it, we've been using computers to do logical processes better than us for a very long time because that's what a calculator does in some ways, right? Right. Right. We kind of acknowledge that it's, it's. I mean, we can work it out on a scrap of paper, or we can punch it in and get a much quicker and uh, more accurate result. But this idea of truth, I mean, this is a different. Well, I mean, you watched a lot of movies. I mean, how many, how many uh, sci-fi dystopian movies have been based on the idea of a an AI or a you know some kind of a, a, a an android system making purely logical decisions without a human element. I mean, this is something that, if you don't apply ethics to the development of it, you could go a lot of bad directions.
16: Yeah, and I and uh, I think that the leaders in the AI field are becoming more and more aware of this. And they're asking uh, different people in the Vatican, different priests, et cetera, to uh, weigh in on the ethics and, and the morality of, of these systems simply because we don't want to uh, give control to the machines. We want to maintain control and we want to use the machines for our own purposes to achieve our own goals, which I think is, is admirable. I think that, that that's exactly what we should be doing, but we have to be careful when we turn control over to the machines or when we ask the machines to give us what the truth is. Uh, they, 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 they don't know. You know that, that I've always I love machines I love AI you know that but AIs are dumb you know it, it, I don't I, I don't mean that in a in a mean way I mean that in, they're not aware they're not conscious and therefore they don't have access to the truth necessarily they have access to a bunch of data they have access to the internet etc cetera, etc cetera. but even anthropic and, and Sam Altman says the same thing be careful when you use these tools and think that you're going to arrive at truthful results you have to double check and you have to be an expert in the field you have to ask other people etc so let's let's use these tools but as tools not to substitute the human intellect but to help it
2: well and this is where that you know big 10 dollar phrase that seems to come up every time here yeah, christian anthropology matters you know what is a human being and you know, what does it mean to be morally oriented? What does it mean uh, to, and, you know, the the developers of AI may fall on different places on this question, but we know where we fall about being made in the image of God. And so if we're to reflect our creator, it matters that what we create reflects us, uh, you know, in a more true way, because I mean, anybody can, I mean, anybody can just look at a piece of paper and say, well, this is, this is what the logical "quote-unquote" thing to do is, but I mean, if you're taking into account morality and humanity, I mean, there's a lot of things that would be logical to do in terms of raising my son, but I got to take his humanity into account, <laughs> right, when I decide how Absolutely. to, you know, how to correct him or how to form him. I mean, this is that's just kind of basic parenting. Parenting is not done merely so, according to logic.
16: Yeah, it's it's a great metaphor when you say we were created in the image and likeness of God. Well we're creating artificial intelligence in our own image so let's try to put our best image in uh, forward so that it will reflect the best of humanity the best of, of what we're capable of and not the worst so you know that's my prayer always that uh, keep let's keep focused and and make these tools uh, to work for us
2: Yeah, at the service of humanity as opposed to in competition exactly. with humanity, good exactly. stuff. Well, thanks so much, Father Philip Larey from Humanity 2.0. We've got his website linked at SunriseMorningShow.com. Have a great day.
16: Okay, thanks, Matt. So long. All right,
2: we got traffic and weather next. It is 19 minutes past the hour.
11: I'm Father Rob Jack. Join me this afternoon for Driving Home the Faith. When Father Jonathan Meyer will discuss the Eucharistic revival of the Church, Dr. Jennifer Roback Morris will share the latest news from the Ruth Institute. I'll reflect on the life of St. Lawrence of Rome with frequent traffic and weather to get you home safely. That's this afternoon, beginning at 4 on Sacred Heart Radio. You're on the
1: road to Christ the King. Driving Home
11: the Faith.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Bridgetown Finer Meats, the place to go for Wagyu beef. This beef is bred from authentic Wagyu genetics from legendary Japanese bloodlines. Holistically raised on local family farms, Wagyu is all natural with no added hormones, highly marbled, and absolutely delicious. Since 1979, Bridgetown Finder Meats has continually offered prime beef, top-quality pork, Amish poultry, fresh seafood, and a vast array of homemade foods. Bridgetown Finder Meats, 574-3100 and online at BridgetownFinerMeats.com.
13: You rely on your car, so rely on the experts at Fort Mitchell Garage, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio. They can do it all from brakes, tires, and heating and cooling to towing and collision repair and more. Fort Mitchell Garage on Dixie Highway in Park Hills. On the web at fortmitchellgarage.com.
26: Hi, I'm Patrick Cagney with Cagney Family Real Estate, Coldwell Banker, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. My father, Guy, sister Mar, and I have more than 60 years of real estate experience to help you with the most important buying and selling decisions.
0: Wimberg Landscaping, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, has been beautifying properties for over 40 years. Wimberg offers professional one-stop landscaping services from initial design and installation of all plant materials and hardscapes to ongoing maintenance, including lawn service, leaf and snow removal. Wimberg Landscaping. 513-271-2332 or on the web at WimbergLandscaping.com That's WimbergLandscaping.com
11: O Jesus, Divine Savior, from whose heart comes forth this bitter complaint, I looked for one that would comfort me, and I found none. Graciously accept the feeble consolation we offer you and aid us so powerfully by your grace that we may, for the time to come, Shun more and more all that can displease you and prove ourselves in everything, your most faithful and devoted servants. Amen.
3: 22 minutes past the hour now, and this traffic report is a service of Larkin Cobb Chevrolet Buick and GMC in Eaton, Ohio, on the web at LarkinCobb.com. Still trying to clean up an accident on northbound 75 at State Route 129. Uh, Looks like they've moved the accident to both shoulders, but you're still slowing from there up to Monroe. Uh, Also on northbound 75, but uh, inside the loop, you're going to be running slow from uh, 74 up toward Ronald Reagan. Southbound 75 is slowing as you head through the Lachlan split and that appears to be it in terms of uh, nope, I take that back. Still got the center lane blocked with a Disabled vehicle on northbound 71 at Red Bank, and you're stacked up behind it past the Norwood lateral. Now, for weather, mostly cloudy this morning, partly cloudy this afternoon in Cincinnati with a high of 82 degrees. A few clouds tonight, and mild, with an overnight low of 67. It'll be partly cloudy and warmer tomorrow with a high of 87 degrees. For the Miami Valley-Dayton area, cloudy skies early, then partly cloudy this afternoon and a high of 82. Partly cloudy with a spotty shower or storm tonight and an overnight low of 62. Partly cloudy with a spotty shower or storm tomorrow and a high near 87 degrees. Dr. John Cotterbeck joins us next. It's 23 past.
11: Did you
0: just receive a Sacred Heart Radio t-shirt because you took our listener survey? One thing the survey told us was how many of you found out about Sacred Heart Radio from our bumper magnets. So imagine how many more will know where they can hear about God's love and mercy by wearing your Sacred Heart Radio t-shirt. So thank you for letting the good news be told. Without saying a word. Every time you wear your Sacred Heart Radio t shirt and by ordering our bumper magnets by going to sacredheartradio.com and clicking on Signs and Magnets. Support for
13: Sacred Heart Radio is from Molly Maid of Westchester with 30 years of trusted quality service and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. 1-800-MOLLY-MADE or at mollymade.com. MOLLY-MADE, a clean you can trust.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Hoting Realtors. Trusted and recommended by generations of families to sell their homes. Licensed in Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. Hoting Realtors, 513-451-4800 and at hoting.com. Pregnancy Center West is committed to protecting the unborn by encouraging women to see and choose the beauty of life while offering practical assistance for them and their families. Donate securely online at supportpcw.org. That's supportpcw.org.
13: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Rua Wood Psychological Services, integrating psychological science and the truths of our Catholic faith with offices in Dayton and Cincinnati. More information at 513-407-8878 or rwpsych.org.
2: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Rose Automotive. Serving the Hamilton area with a wide selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Rose Automotive, celebrating over 30 years of automotive excellence. On Erie Highway in Hamilton, roseautomotivegroup.com.
3: Joining us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Dr. John Cuddeback. He's philosophy professor at Christendom College. You can find him in his excellent blog and his man or woman of the household course over at his site, life-craft.org. And he's going to be teaching a course on the cardinal virtues for the Institute of Catholic Culture coming up soon. Good morning, Dr. Cuddeback.
27: Good morning, Annie.
3: It's so good to have you back. So this is a 10-week course. It'll be live over Zoom on Monday nights, starting Monday, September the 11th. Registration now open, and as is everything at the Institute of Catholic Culture, completely free of charge to take this course with you. Um, First of all, what are the cardinal virtues? Can you take us through them? And actually, I mean, why are they called cardinal?
27: Huh. Huh. Trying to get a little part of the course here, are you? Huh? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, the uh, these four um, have been kind of set apart from all other virtues, going way, way back, um, already in Plato's Republic, uh, several centuries BC. There in Athens, um, Socrates, Plato are mentioning them as kind of. The, they don't use the word cardinal. Cardinal is from a word in Latin that means hinge. And so it's kind of, they're the hinge virtues. They're the ones that kind of everything else in the moral life depends upon. They're kind of the roots of the, not the only virtues, but naturally speaking, from the viewpoint of natural reason, they're the ones that are kind of the foundations. So they're, they're really at the, at, at the center of understanding what a good human life is.
3: Can you talk about what sort of, I- I don't know if this is the right way to ask it, but what sort of sets them apart from, say, like the theological virtues of faith, hope and love?
27: Yeah, well, I mean, faith, hope and love, of course, as theological, they uh, in in the Christian dispensations, the fascinating thing, um, they, of course, have, have have a primacy. And it's very much here. You see an instance of what you can say, the relationship between grace and nature which is one of the most wonderful aspects of God's creating human persons, that there's a kind of flourishing according to nature, and then God calls us to this further supernatural. Of course, super means above, kind of beyond, above and beyond the natural, though always, as the great theologian St. Thomas Aquinas points out, the supernatural never contradicts the natural, but it the kind of fulfillment and perfection of it. So that's what you could say here, that faith, hope, and charity are supernatural virtues. They're, uh, they come along with grace when we are baptized, and they have the um, special power of being able to unite us more directly to God, but that doesn't in any way leave behind the cardinal virtues. You can say they give kind of deeper root, a deeper reason to be living the cardinal virtues, too. So they're all part of the wonderful panoply of the fullness of the Christian life.
3: Absolutely. So prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Now, Doc, I know that that at Lifecraft, you're all about crafting the good life, right? So how does, with that in mind cultivating the cardinal virtues how did how do cultivating the cardinal virtues help lead to the good life do you think
27: yeah well great question i'm going to just up the ante It just kind of help lead to it it, it is it mm. I, I mean the wow. cult of, this is this is what the great philosophers point out the theologians are going to kind of go right along with them living virtuously doesn't get you the reward of happiness living virtuously Virtuously is really what constitutes human happiness and human flourishing. So you're going to say, they, when we come to understand them better, I mean, here's really the pitch, to understand those virtues better is to understand better exactly what we most want to be crafting in our lives every day, in our homes, whatever our vocation is, to be crafting temperance, to be crafting courage, justice, prudence, this kind of queen overseeing them, this, this is the nuts and bolts. This is in the weeds. This is the very stuff of trying to be the person God designed us to be.
3: Yes. So how will you be teaching about them, Dr. Cutterback?
27: Well, the best I can. It, it, it's, uh, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful challenge that I have. And um, our, our approach is going to be fundamentally philosophical Uh, We're going to use a bit of Aristotle, because Aristotle is the ancient master of unfolding these things, and he's the one that St. Thomas Aquinas follows, when then, in his great Summa of Theology, he lays forth these four. So we'll be going back to the kind of philosophical roots. We're going to use a great 20th century uh, master named Joseph Pieper, who has a book called The Four Cardinal Virtues. And I always like to say beforehand, Annie, these are things that we need to study our whole life. So it's not like here's the complete course on, um, but it's here's come, and get a little more confident. Get your, get your feet wet and grounded. Get more confidence in being able to read and study about these things on your own by doing it together in the classroom, where the teachers had the opportunity to be studying these things as part of his vocation for a while. And um, we're going to do some really rich things using some great text.
3: Well, I'm really excited about this, particularly getting to read Joseph Pieper's thought on the four cardinal virtues. Many will recognize him as uh, the guy that we always uh, appeal to when talking about the true nature of leisure. So mm-hmm. how does he treat the, the, the four cardinal virtues, just quickly?
27: Yeah, well, I mean, he, he, he actually wrote individual books on a first one on, on temperance and courage, and then a specific one on justice, a specific one on prudence. And then they've all been translated and woven together into one book. Oh, wow. I mean, he basically is using St. Thomas Aquinas and trying to unfold it in a way that applies it to life. It, it, it's rich stuff. and it It's not a, a quick, short read, but it's, but it's precisely the kind of read that uh, introduces you into in the great richness of our tradition.
3: Honestly, I can't think of a better combination. Dr. John Cuddeback teaching Joseph Pieper on the four cardinal virtues, in addition to Aristotle and St. Thomas Aquinas, who, you know, they're pretty good, too. <laughs> not bad, anyway. Not bad, not bad, not bad at all. We've been talking to Dr. John Cuddeback, and you can find the Institute of Catholic Culture linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Again, this is a 10-week course. It's live over Zoom, so you can take it from anywhere in the country it starts on monday september the 11th and is of course free of charge and you can also find lifecraft linked at sunrisemorningshow.com go check out all of what dr Cutterback has going on over there doc thank you so much
27: oh it's good. great to be with you annie
3: likewise likewise all right it's 33 minutes past the hour now it's time for news Officials on the Hawaiian island of Maui now say wildfires sweeping across the western area of the island have killed at least 36 people. According to a press release from Maui County, 36 fatalities have been discovered amid the active Lahaina fire. Entire blocks of homes and businesses in the historic Lahaina town have gone up in smoke where fires fueled by wind from a Pacific hurricane are concentrated. More than 270 structures have been damaged or destroyed. President Biden is pledging federal assistance. Pope Francis has offered prayers for the people affected by natural disasters in Slovenia and Georgia, where floods and mudslides have caused death and destruction. He did so at his general audience yesterday, after which what? which was resuming after a July hiatus. He also prayed for Ukraine through the intercession of St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, a co-patron of Europe, on her, pe- on her feast day, praying that they may soon find peace again. Federal officials say a Utah man has been shot and killed during an FBI raid related to threats against President Biden.
6: Mark Mayfield reports. The FBI says the shooting happened as special agents trying to serve arrest and search warrants at a Provo residence. On Monday, the man allegedly made a threatening post about Biden's visit to Utah this week. Biden is scheduled to travel to Utah Thursday as part of a tour of western states. The man also allegedly threatened, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: And Ethiopian bishops are appealing for a peaceful solution in a new conflict looming in the country's north. From Vatican Radio, Lisa Zingarini reports.
15: Fighting broke out across Ethiopia's second most populous region earlier last week between the Fano militiamen and federal troops, prompting Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed to declare the state of emergency. During the two-year civil war in neighboring Tigray, Fano militias and the Ethiopian army were allies. However, their relations have deteriorated in part over recent efforts by federal authorities to weaken regional paramilitary groups in a message released this week on the occasion of the annual fifteen-day fast for the assumption of mary the catholic bishop's conference of ethiopia urged both parties to stop the fighting and find a peaceful solution to their differences through dialogue we believe that the political will of the government is very important for the dialogue to take place, the bishop said. At the same time, the bishops invited all people of faith and of goodwill to pray for justice and peace to prevail in Ethiopia. The civil war in Tigray broke out in November 2020 after months of rising tensions between the federal government and rebels of the Tigray People's Liberation Front, killing over 3,000 civilians and displacing 10 of thousands. Both sides have been blamed for repeated war crimes, mass killings of civilians and other atrocities. The conflict has left the Tigray region in dire need of human aid, which has been slow to arrive due to ongoing insecurity. I am Lisa Zengarini.
3: 8.36 now on the Sunrise Morning Show and Sports on Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by Dr. Robert Berger and Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Online. At BeaconOrtho.com. Here's Paul Lachman.
21: Well, something's got to change for the Reds. Reds lose another one, and the bullpen collapsed again. 5-4 final score. Miami Marlins from uh, Great American Ballpark take two of three. Christian Encarnacion Strand was the uh, lone lone bright spot offensively as he drove in three runs for the Reds who dropped to uh, just 3 games over 500 Reds still sitting in 3rd in the NL Central will take a day off before visiting the Pirates tomorrow. Michael Lorenzen tossed a uh, no-hitter yesterday. Former Red was a part of the uh, 7-nothing Phillies win over the Nationals at Citizens Bank Park. The uh, s- starting pitcher Michael Lorenzen tossed the 14th no-hitter in Philadelphia Ph- Phillies history by striking out 5 batters. He did walk four on 124 pitches. Lorenzen was making his second start, first at home since uh, being acquired by the Phils from the Detroit Tigers. Not too shabby. Congratulations to Michael Lorenzen. That's a check-in on sports. We got more on the morning show, Sunrise Morning Show, right after this. The sunrise sunrise
1: 40 40 40 Show. Shows.
13: Jesus said... Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Do business with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Check out the Angels List on SacredHeartRadio.com. It's a list of businesses who underwrite Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. And if you'd like to get your business on the Angels List, email me, Leah, at SacredHeartRadio.com. That's Leah at SacredHeartRadio.com.
12: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Dr. Robert Berger at Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Dr. Berger has been recognized by Cincinnati Magazine nearly every year over the past 20 years as one of the top physicians in orthopedic surgery, and he serves as team physician for Xavier University, Mount St. Joseph University, and LaSalle High School. Dr. Berger treats patients of all ages at the Beacon West office on Harrison Avenue and on the east side at Cincinnati Sports Club. For more information, 513-354-3700. Online at beaconortho.com.
2: Sacred Heart Radio is blessed to have the support of Larkin Cobb Chevrolet Buick GMC in Eaton, Ohio, offering a wide range of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs with on-site financing. Larkin Cobb, close to Eaton, Richmond, Dayton, and Brookville. On the web at LarkinCobb.com.
0: Have you used our QR code to download the Sacred Heart Radio app? The app lets you hear Sacred Heart Radio from anywhere and gives you access to the Sunrise Morning Show and Driving Home the Faith podcast. To get the app, visit sacredheartradio.com and
6: scan the QR code. St. Francis de Sales said of the Eucharist, When the bee has gathered the dew of heaven and the earth's sweetest nectar from the flowers, it turns it into honey, then races to its hive. In the same way, the priest, having taken from the altar the Son of God, who is as the dew from heaven, gives him to you as delicious food. How does this vivid metaphor of St. Francis de Sales bring you closer to the Eucharistic Christ today? For Sacred Heart Radio, I'm Precious Blood Father, Kevin Scalf.
2: Sunrise Morning Show continues. I'm Matt Swaim, joined now by Andrew Pettiprin, who has uh, a lot to say about a lot of things uh, in a lot of places, including a Catholic World Report, where he's been doing some film reviews and cultural commentary, uh, especially on kind of three of the, the films that have caused a lot of conversation in the culture lately. Andrew, good morning. Good morning, Matt. So you somehow managed to tie in Oppenheimer. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, and the new Wes Anderson movie <laughs> in a conversation. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, as you saw these three films, which we've talked about in various ways on this program before, what were some themes that you saw that were running through and kind of tying them all together, especially kind of in this weird sort of post-COVID rise of artificial intelligence moment we're in right now?
22: Yeah, yeah, Matt. Well, when I saw those three movies, Oppenheimer, Asteroid City, and uh, the new Mission Impossible film, I was thinking about kind of the problem of scientism, which is like, what are, wh- where are we going as a world now where we're always innovating, we're always sort of, you know, moving forward to the next thing, the next sort of great discovery, um, the next innovation that our scientists are working on, without really pausing to ask what what... What the reason is for it, or what the good will be that will result from it, um, namely the good related to our our faith in God and God's will for humanity. And so, in a movie like Oppenheimer, it's just really stark how you see the greatest minds of a particular generation, represented by Robert Oppenheimer, um, you know, working through this these theories of what to do with atoms, and then the result is that they create the means to destroy the entire world, you know, so it's, you know, you sort of have to pause and and sort of think, wait a minute. Now we need to, we need to kind of take stock of what we're doing with our genius these days, you know, and then, you know, asteroid city, maybe not a lot of our listeners will have seen that one, but that's the new one from Wes Anderson. And it takes place in the 1950s amid that, that cultural feeling that some listeners may remember where, you know, things were really great in America After World War Two, but also there was kind of this underlying anxiety that existed because, you know, everybody was sort of waking up to the reality that, oh, my goodness, we're in this arms race now. We're in this Cold War. We're in this this new world where things feel so uncertain in so many different ways. And then, you know, lastly, uh, the Mission Impossible film that that brings it right up to the present day. And boy, is that a fun movie. I just, I had so much fun watching that movie on the big screen. And in fact, I think I'm going to go again this weekend because I enjoyed it so much. But, you know, that's a movie where it brings us up to our current issues in science that, I mean, the old ones are still with us. We still have, you know, atomic weapons, unfortunately. But now we have this question of artificial intelligence. Like, what does it mean to be a human now in relation to our screens and to our, you know, day-to-day activities that are increasingly assisted by this technology that is, you know, kind of beyond beyond us. So a lot of big questions in these big films this summer.
2: All right, so I could not help but think, as I was reading your article, and you know, I have been thinking about Oppenheimer and artificial intelligence and all the things that we've kind of made. Um, well, first of all, I, I can't help but think about the Tower of Babel. But there's, oh, yeah. there's also... Um, I have uh, I have dug out my copy of Thomas Merton's Raids on the Unspeakable. It's not one of his better-known works, but he reflects hmm. a lot on like these kinds of things. And uh, this is from a chapter of his uh, called Prometheus, A Meditation. I wonder if you have any thoughts on this, because I, it, your article immediately made me think of this passage. Uh, he says, The small gods men have made for themselves, and in this case we could talk about things like AI and the bomb, He says, the small gods men have made for themselves require at once heroism and despair. The man who does not know the living God is condemned by his own gods to this despair because knowing that he has made his own gods, he can't help hoping that he'll be able to overthrow them. Alas, he realizes too late that he has made them immortal, and they must eventually devour him. (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's kind of what you feel as you're reading and watching things about. What were we doing when we made the bomb? What are we doing as we make artificial intelligence?
22: Yeah, that's exactly right. There's a, that reminds me of a line from C.S. Lewis's *The Abolition of Man*, where he says, um, "When when man realizes he has con- his, his total conquest of nature, he actually realizes it's nature's conquest of him." Um, so, you know, it, it, and this is the feeling that you get watching that movie *Oppenheimer*. It, it, there is this kind of scientific heroism that Oppenheimer is is living you know as he's like on this quest to create this thing and then suddenly you realize he wakes up after the fact and he yeah he realizes that it's not only defeated him but all of us in, in a manner of speaking so i think that is the real issue that we have that we have to face and you mentioned babel before i mean that that is you know that was just completely what came to to my mind when i was thinking through some of these these latest scientific innovations, that we're just sort of building this tower, uh, and uh, in a sense, it's real pride in the face of God, uh, rather than a kind of humility for God, using the talents that our greatest minds have in order to serve Him and to serve humanity.
2: Well, and I think that's where it it comes down, and this is a whole other conversation uh, as well, is why are we making the things? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Why is it that we're Making stuff, Uh, you know, what is the the point? And what is the point of the scientific research as well? Is it to understand the handiwork of God or is it to, you know, push the envelope and see what's possible? Um, Is it to improve the life of individual humans or is it to make an efficient future humanity that consists entirely of a specific kind of human? Uh, I mean, this is – these are bigger questions that I don't know are being asked uh, as well as they ought to. But there's certainly questions the church has asked. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. uh, Well, if our listeners want to find your article, Andrew Petterprin, where do they go to do so?
22: Uh, Go to Catholic World Report, and you should see it right there
2: on the main page. The bomb and the babble of the self is what it's called. Uh, We've also got andrewpetterprin.com linked at sunrisemorningshow.com. Thanks so much, Andrew. Have a great day. You too, Matt. Thank you. All right, 13 till. Chris McGregor joins us next.
0: Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Fred Espencheid Plumbing. For plumbing and remodeling, Fred brings 55 years of experience to his work. Licensed in Ohio and Kentucky. Fred Espencheid, your pro-life plumber. 859-441-0950. 859-441-0950
18: working to see the culture of life prevail in the miami valley dayton right to life is here to protect god's gift of life through law education and community action from fertilization to natural death find dayton right to life online at daytonlife.org
0: that's daytonlife.org Wimberg Landscaping, a proud supporter of Sacred Heart Radio, has been beautifying properties for over 40 years. Wimberg offers professional one-stop landscaping services from initial design and installation of all plant materials and hardscapes to ongoing maintenance, including lawn service, leaf and snow removal. Wimberg Landscaping, 513-271-2332 or on the web at wimberglandscaping.com. That's wimberglandscaping.com.
28: Born from the heart of St. Daniel Comboni, the Comboni missionaries have served the poorest and most abandoned people in the world for more than 150 years. The Combonis improve quality of life with resources like food, clean water, and medicine. They provide vital education in schools and spiritually minister through the sacraments, all while preparing local Christian leaders to serve their people now and in the future. Find out more at ComboniMissionaries.org. Do you use a single-brew coffee maker at your home or
2: in your workplace? The Carmelite Monks of Wyoming have single-use coffee pods especially for you.
3: Go to the Mystic Monk Coffee site through our site, sunrisemorningshow.com, to browse the monk shot options. When you check out, we'll earn a commission.
2: And why not brew it straight into a Sunrise Morning Show mug or travel mug? You can find those in our online store.
3: Buy a mug and link for some monk shots for your Keurig at sonrisemorningshow.com. With us now on the Sunrise Morning Show is Chris McGregor from discerninghearts.com. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Anna. Our selection from the Office of Readings this week is for the August 9th Feast of St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, also known as Edith Stein. And Chris, so for, for those listening who might not be familiar with her, like, what would you tell them about her?
25: She was a gift to all of us. Yeah. In her witness, in her brilliance, her humility, Edith Stein, and I—I I think she would prefer to be called Saint Teresa Benedict of the Cross, don't you? because yeah, I do. That's a name that she chose for herself to reflect her her love and respect for not only her spiritual mother, Saint Teresa of Avila, who whose book that she read the life of Teresa was instrumental after she spent all night reading it one day she said this is truth and it led her into this this wonderful uh, journey that would take her ultimately believe it or not to the martyrdom at Auschwitz
3: she has such a beautiful story and has such beautiful writings and when You proposed this reading for our discussion today, Chris. You described it as the core of her legacy. Tell us about that.
25: Well, she is. She's one who understood what the passion of Christ meant. It meant for all of us who were uh, born, as she will point out, reminds us in our baptism that we are baptized into the, uh, the death of Christ. And we rise with him into new life. And this is at a time when the world is absolutely, uh, it's eating itself. We are killing our our family members, our friends, our neighbors, all throughout Europe and around the world and what would become the outbreak of World War II. And Edith, in this... Uh, understanding of co-passionating it means that we we enter in with Christ and with our brothers and sisters into not only our sufferings but into the sufferings that they endure so that we we co-passion we help them to carry the cross it's not enough just to have sympathy but it's also to to enter into it with others to model and to it not to just model but to be and allow Christ in us to assist others and to uh shine that law of the of uh, the, uh, the ultimate law the law of love.
3: Yeah, I was really struck by just the first couple of of lines of this reading in the office of readings knowing her story as as someone who was born Jewish and would eventually become Catholic and a religious sister taking the name of the cross um which I think is so telling In in any number of ways, but she writes here, Christ put on the yoke of the law, fulfilling the law's commands and dying for the law and through the law. By this, he freed those who desire to receive life through him, but they cannot receive that life unless they themselves offer their own lives. I mean, I think about the the fact that that she grew up under the law that she's mm-hmm. talking about and how much St. Paul and his teachings on Christ's fulfillment of the law affected her and and really, I mean, are are permeating throughout this entire reading.
25: Well, what's a, a violation of the law? It's sin. That's that's ultimately when you violate the law, you're violating um, you're doing so in your sin. It's the embracing that is everything that's counter God's love uh, and love for the uh, for our neighbors. It, it's a violation that hurts ourselves. And so when he takes on and it exemplifies what truly the commands of the law are they're there to love and you look at even if you get real, go to the 10 Commandments right mm-hmm. they're ultimately a fulfillment of how you love in the world yeah and so he did that and he even took it into his own suffering in the great humility it's the opposite of what everything we're supposed to operate in this world it is it's a totally counter that and for her as a Jew to see that this crucifixion of Christ and the entrance into this passion is so fundamental because it, it, it flips everything on its head. And why would so many die and, how, and experience this great love and witness to this if it weren't truth? And it, it ultimately, it ended up touching her so deeply that she knew that she couldn't just stay in her religious experience, but she also had to go out in the world and witness to that love. And she ultimately did that when she decided to stay and be constricted yes. then to, to that journey to Auschwitz. Yes, and and
3: uniting that suffering to the cross... <laughs> Can you, I love how she uses the imagery of the shepherd's sling to describe the cross. Can you close us out talking about that, Chris?
25: Sure. She says it is the shepherd's sling with which the divine David battles the evil Goliath. It's in that Christ, his weapon is the crucifix, you know, and for us, just gaze upon that today. I mean, that's what Edith Stein would have. I think it would ask us to do. You want to see what love looks like? Look at the crucifix. Looking at Because wow. he's so, he, he died for us there and he took on all sin. And there, there's victory even in that. We're all going to suffer, right, Anna? Mm-hmm. It's all going to affect us. But how, what we do with that and how we live that out, that's what makes the difference. Yeah. Well,
3: when we are baptized into Christ, we are baptized into his body, which died on the cross. And so, yeah, we are called to be suffering along with him, which then, of course, as she says, the cross is not the end. It is lifted up and shows us the way to heaven. Amen. So beautiful from the Office of Readings for the August 9th Feast of St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. We've been talking about it with Chris McGregor. Chris, thank you so much. Thank you, Anna. You, well, yeah, really appreciate it. That'll do it for this Thursday edition of the Sunrise Morning Show. Of course, we celebrated. Saint Teresa Benedicta of the cross yesterday. Today we celebrate the feast of Saint Lawrence, deacon and martyr who was grilled to death. And so uh, he's patron Santa of barbecues. Today would be a good day to go outside and grill some food in celebration of this great martyr of the church. St. Lawrence, pray for us. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. May God bless you and keep you and grant you his
0: peace. So you just got home from a restful summer vacation and you hear that Sacred Heart Radio has a summer deficit. And because of what you just spent, you're not sure if you can help. Well, I am happy to report that our first appeal did decrease the deficit down to $35,000. So, by combining a number of small $5 and $10 gifts, we could wipe out our $35,000 deficit by Labor Day. So, to give a gift of any amount, please visit SacredHeartRadio.com and click on Donate. Thanks and welcome home. Support for Sacred Heart Radio is from Honda East, with evening and weekend hours designed to make servicing your vehicle easy. Honda East, just off I-275 on Beachmont Avenue. Help
1: me, Honda East, get the car
2: that I want.
23: Online at HondaEastCincy.com. I'm Bill Torbeck of Tri-State Abrasive and Tool Company, proud to support Sacred Heart Radio. Diamond and CBN are the most advanced cutting tools because they are the hardest materials known. These enable you to machine three to eight times faster compared to carbide. While reducing downtime for tool changes by ninety per cent. Improve your productivity when machining hard, cast, and powdered metals or difficult to machine materials. Find out more at theabrasiveone.com. That's the number one, theabrasiveone.com.
13: For Catholics, being united with God for eternity is the goal of earthly life. A Catholic cemetery is sacred because it holds our bodies, once temples of the Holy Spirit, until the Lord comes again. The Archdiocese of Cincinnati has consecrated Gate of Heaven Catholic Cemetery to provide this ministry and remind us that life is not ended, but changed. Today, you can ensure that you and your loved ones are interred in accordance with your faith. Call 513-489-0300
23: or visit gateofheaven.org. Hi, I'm Jim Akers, board member with the Cincinnati Chapter of Legatus, Catholic business leaders and their spouses meeting the challenge of balancing faith, family, and business. We meet once a month for mass and dinner, along with a local or national speaker, and a wonderful venue throughout the city. Many of our speakers you have heard right here on Sacred Heart Radio. Please think about joining our group of Catholic leaders and become an ambassador for Christ in your business or profession. Contact us at Cincinnati
28: at Legatus.org. That's Cincinnati at Legatus.org. For more than 150 years, the Comboni missionaries have served the poorest and most forgotten people. With our founders and Daniel Comboni as an inspiration, we work for the full development of the human person through evangelization, education and advocacy. Your donations make a huge impact, and 95% are used to fund our many projects. Find out more at combonimissionaries.org. That is combonimissionaries.org. I'm Deacon Joe Grody from St. Michael's in Sharonville. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic
0: Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 910 WPFB Middletown, or get the app, stream, podcast, and more at sacredheartradio.com. Catholic Connection is a...